Hello, good evening, happy Monday and welcome to Fool's Rush In. Uh, what a difference a win makes. Uh, the, the panel tonight uh, seem in particularly joyous, festive, happy moods and I can't wait to spend the next hour or so chatting absolute nonsense and Swindon Town with you. But before we say hello to each and every one of them, let's roll the titles. get straight into those introductions because we have got a very large panel this evening starting with the man who perhaps has shared a little bit more off air than he intended to good evening ben his mom has got it going hello mate how you doing very well thank you how are you i'm all right i'm good i'm good we won we oh, did we, we did look how happy it's made you Oh, big smiley face. Yes. It did look in the lobby like uh, the, the infamous Jack was going to be joining you as well, but did he just come for the titles and then disappear? He just came for the titles. He thought about being on, but um, he's welcome to. He's always welcome. He knows that. He's welcome to, but it's up to him. Um, but yeah, no, all good today. Looking forward to the show. I've got my beer and uh, I'm all tuned in and good to go. Good. Glad to hear it. And a uh, request for you to give a wave, Ben. Hello, Royston. How are you doing well, mate? Um, if Jack was to join us, it would mean that this guy wasn't the youngest for a change. Good evening, Rich. Hi there, mate. You okay? Very well. Have you recovered from the darts? Just about. Just about. Just... Yeah, it was, a, it, was a, it was a heavy one. Let's just uh, put put that one. But, uh, good. And if I'm, anyone... sure, I'm, I'm sure everybody knows about that now anyway, so it's all good. <laughs> anyone who hasn't seen the pictures yet, have a look because uh, Rich and his mates went dressed as the uh, the Seven Dwarfs and uh, our very own Dopey looked uh, looked excellent. And there's some wonderful video footage of Dopey downing a pint. Um, not so much a pint, but on the Shiraz, I believe, tonight. Good evening, Craig. Yeah, evening, Fifey. Yeah, I'm um, back on the Shiraz after um, fully recovering from the man flu. Um, so, yeah, a, a win at the weekend. Christmas is coming. You know, what could possibly go wrong now? You know, everything is rosy again. <laughs> or rosé, as maybe the case. Unfortunately, not today, but yeah, that, that there's probably a bottle in the fridge knowing me, but yeah. <laughs> Someone who's already done the bottle in the fridge and back on the uh, back on the juice is young Nick. How are you, sir? Yeah, I'm good, Fifey. Saw the uh, best game of football I've seen for a long time over the weekend. Happy days. The 1-0 one, the one win at Barrow? Oh, 100%, yeah. I'm, I'm interested in the other one. No, Didn't even well, watch exactly. it. Couldn't care less. Mm. And uh, how are you? Because you were, uh, last time we spoke, you were suffering from, uh, well, some very cold temperatures. So you're enjoying the 15-degree swing that we've all experienced today? No, I... I coated up to walk the dog this morning. I was bloody baking. It's too hot. <laughs> it's too hot. Jeez, oh, what's going on? Get the shorts on, Nick. <laughs> I think I need it, yeah. <laughs> Next up, and it's a very welcome return to one of our favourite panellists. Good evening, Ned. Hello. How are you, sir? Yeah, good, thanks. You all right? I am very well. All the better for seeing your happy, smiley face. Oh, thank you very much, Mr. Fine. 
It's been a it's been a few episodes since we last saw you. Delighted to welcome you back for what I'm sure will be a night of chaos, carnage, and controversial opinion. <laughs> I'm sure it will be. Look at this. I've got hair again. Look, you have got hair again. <laughs> looks like it's been snowed upon, but it's grey hair, unfortunately. <laughs> Ned, you're all, you're almost looking like your mural in the background. Now. <laughs> <laughs> it's without the Spurs vest. Unbelievable. <laughs> Now you've got the That's shade nice. vest. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, these six, the six of us may look like the ultimate Monday night panel, but we are not done yet. There are still two more. As we say hello and good evening to Woody. Make sure you send me your snap later. Lots of love. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Oh, sorry. I was messaging Sarah's mum. Uh, <laughs> how are we? <laughs> Thank you, say yourself. Delighted to have you on, and especially after you're sending out cryptic tweets about so many offers to consider for the new year. Are we going to get a sneak peek, or are we being kept in the dark as well? Well, the people watching are probably the only people actually interested, so no, no, you're not going to get a sneak peek. Excellent. Hopefully, hopefully, I'll have a potential move in the new year and uh one final uh panelist for tonight um he used to be mr monday night he became mr friday night but he's back with us here good evening waza evening gents it's amazing what happens when we win a game isn't it we all turn up <laughs> isn't it just <laughs> we all show uh how are you buddy yeah very good thank you fifey how are you uh, very, very well, thank you. Delighted to have you back on this evening as well. Thank you. It's almost a full squad of people tonight. It's a good job that there's not that many things to discuss, so you've all got ample time to argue amongst yourselves. Shall we uh, Shall we get straight into it? Um, there was uh, no women's football this weekend. All, all the uh, SCWFC games got postponed due to the bad weather, so we're going to start in a winter wonderland. Uh, with, as Ben said when he came on, Swindon Town winning away at the weekend. Um, as we all kind of said, Ben, nice to nice to win, isn't it? Oh, Lindsay in, as I always said. Yeah, no, it's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it, look, it, it, it was the Swindon Town that we all knew they could do, that's not been anywhere since Mansfield, that we've not seen this. It's, it's lovely to see, but it's frustrating. Cause where have you been? Oh, we pressed high. We kept the pace up. We on an awkward, wind, windy pitch. I, I really was worrying about this because the pitch would have been horrible. It'd been all suited for Barrow to shit houses um, because of the game we played, and um, we didn't let them settle on the ball because it wasn't easy to play on. And we dominated the game. We pressed high. We moved it quickly in the final third, and we created lots of goal-scoring opportunities. And I know the goalkeeper let the first one in, but. It wasn't for him. We'd probably won about four or five. So, yeah, great performance against half decent team. So, well done, Tal. More of the same. Makes a change. Come on, do it again, please. I don't know about you, Rich, but after the last couple of weeks of pure negativity and pessimism from BTB, this is all making me feel a bit uneasy. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I know what you mean, mate. No, I think. Um... Uh, obviously, the the win on a Saturday was absolutely fantastic. Like Ben said, you know, we, I thought we pressed incredibly well. Um, but I I think the start of doing really well against higher opposition, obviously the only team that we've lost to 
in a higher division this um well higher place this season is stevenage so um we continue to do really well against the uh the top teams and i think uh at the end of it um you know that that that'll be what it comes down to but um you know i think we deserved the win that we had on um saturday i thought we played really really good football um but I was with everybody. I was. Uh, I, I wasn't confident about it at all. Um, I was at Barrow away game last season, and you know I thought I personally. Well, it was it was a treacherous day. That was a horrible, horrible day, and it was this time last year as well. Um, and you know, um, knowing the kind of team Barrow are, I know they've changed it up a little bit this season. Hence why they're doing quite well in the league. Um, I, I do feel as if that um, that was all set up for us to lose that game. Um, but uh, yeah, no fair play to Lindsay. He got he got he got a result out of that game, and uh, it wasn't an easy game. But um, you know, hopefully we, we've got games against higher oppositions uh, coming up. So we've obviously got Walsall and Northampton. You know, so there'll be massive, massive games. So hopefully um, we can continue this good streak against the top teams and um, get the points that we need to get to be a bit more secure into the playoff positions that we currently are. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and Craig, that's the thing, isn't it? It's like, like what Rich said there, there was probably a fair few who weren't that optimistic given the form we were going into the game and given uh, Barrow's position. But but maybe that's just kind of the the, the kick of realism guys needed to put in a performance and get a result. Yeah, and I mean, I, I was one of them that was pessimistic, being the normal pessimistic person that I am, you know. Shock. Uh, I mean, that's, that's, that's 35 years of supporting Swindon Town. So I don't how you cannot be a pessimist when you're a Swindon Town supporter for that long, I don't know. But um, that's that's just me. But look, I, I think, you know, I mean, you know, the plaudits have been quite, quite rightly given to the um, to the team and, and Lindsay. But I think it's, it should be given even more credit because... There's a misconception with Barrow that they're this shithouse team who play the long ball. They never have done. They've always been a good footballing team. They won the National League by playing the ball out of the back they have. So so for us to go there and, and beat them like we have done, I think that says a lot about us as a team. You know, we outplayed them playing a similar game that... That, that, that we play, you know, they, they play a very, you know, they don't play it as out from the back as possession based as what we are, but they are a good footballing team. That's why they're, they're, they're up where they are. It was a classic six pointer and we got it and we've kept ourselves within, you know, within, you know, within a good chance of being in the playoffs. Um, my only concern is, and again, this is my pes pessimism coming through is is this going to be another Mansfield or another Rochdale where it papers over the cracks? You know, it's one win and we've got to give praise and credit where it's due. And I think that's been, that's been the case, but it's, it's no good if we go and only get a couple of points or, or lose the next two games, this win would mean nothing if we don't get back to back wins in the, in, in the next two games. And I know that's a lot to ask for, but, this is the sort of thing we need to do if we're going to be challenging in for the playoffs. People say, oh, yeah, we are good enough for the playoffs. We are good enough for the playoffs. That's fine. We're good enough for the playoffs, but are we good enough to win the playoffs? That's that's the difference. So, yeah, we might be good enough to get into the playoffs, but that's no good if we win them. And as I said to you guys in the group chat, that that's going to require 
at least six signings in the January transfer window. And then maybe we may have a possibility of, of getting the automatics. But at the moment, there are two teams that are much better than us, Stevenage and Leighton Orient. And we're going to see um, in a week's time, um, well, just over a week's time, if Northampton are better than us. It's, it's certainly an interesting point and something that I'm sure we'll be, we'll be talking about at length over the next couple of episodes, Wazil, about how many signings and stuff we need. But, but ultimately, um, as, as was a, a previous point, Lindsay's come under some, some real harsh criticism the last couple of days. So, or sorry, last couple of weeks after after performances and results. So, is it is it just right that he gets a certain level of praise when when everyone's quite happy and content afterwards? Yeah, if if we're going to crucify him when we lose a game, then we've got to be able to give him praise when we win a game. You know, what I mean, I think that's the way that our fan base is, um, not just the way, not just us, but every club. And I think it gets scrutinised game on game, whether we win, lose, draw, you know, I mean, someone, ha we all have an opinion. Um, yeah, I, I I, don't think he should get a lot of praise. I thought we played really, really well Saturday. I thought we played in the right areas that, as someone said earlier, the pitch was awful. Um, so you had to play football in the right areas and try and not gift opportunities. And I thought we were really good at that. There was a couple of hairy moments with some passes for, out the back, but We've all said this before about playing out from the back, and I don't know if we've got the players to do it. Um, I'm a big fan of McDonald, and I think he was the difference on Saturday Shock. for us. I think having a leader on the park, and Rich, you can smile as much no, as you want. I agreed with you, though. I agreed with you, though. I agreed with you. I thought he was... Was is getting a bit defensive, isn't he, man? I'm always defensive-minded, Craig, always defensive-minded. Um you know, Wazza loves all the defenders this season. All he ever yeah. wants to do is talk about defenders. No, and I'll go on about, but I thought it it was made because the second half, it got difficult, it got tough, the rain come down, and it we we stayed in. We You know what I mean? We didn't concede, and it was massive. And that was down to having a leader on the park, someone who was dictating, telling people where to go, what to do, where you need to be. And I thought it was a great skipper's performance from McDonald, along with the rest of the team, um, I thought we were. I thought we were right up there. I think I, it was really, really good. I think um, it was more of a fearless performance, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. We didn't definitely fearless. We didn't panic. There was no panic. No. And by the way, and I don't want to go too soon on this, but how good was Louis Reed? You know, oh, what I mean, he, that was one of his yeah. better performances in a town shirt that we've seen for a long, long time. Dictated the game. I thought he started attacks for us. I thought he was absolutely bang on where we need him to be. Um, I don't yeah. want to be that guy, but it's almost as if there's a transfer window approaching. Well, yeah, but he's got to go for a fee. So that's if you know what I mean. Yeah. It's one of those, isn't it? So if the money's right, he'll go. If it's not, he won't. And hopefully he'll knuckle down and and carry on. But like your point about Lindsay, I think he deserves the praise. If we're going to crucify him every time we lose, which I'm not one of those people, but there are certain people that do. Um, if we're going to crucify him, he deserves all the praise that he should get for a great win away from home against, like Craig said, a very tough side. Uh, Woody, as one of our as one of our resident master tacticians, I'm interested in your thoughts on this comment from uh, from John. We only beat teams that try and play football. Is that bearing in mind that we are, as we keep saying, in League Two? 
Is that a concern for those of us who believe that this squad is capable of actually achieving things? Rochdale don't play good football. Um, so, yeah, I think, I mean, I will put it down to the fact I think that we, us and Barra, apart from keeping possession in our own half, I think us and Barra are quite similar in our styles. And as I think Wazza and I have said it many times, if we're playing our style and we're imposing our style um, of, you know, kind of that progressive attacking football, we'll beat all the teams in this league. Is that, you know, we, the teams we do struggle against are those shithouse teams. And we know that. I think that was, that was almost, that was similar last year as well. Um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say, because I was never a Lindsay out as, as the guys on here know. Um, I think, I think that was harsh to say he was out when we were still in touch and distance to the playoffs. So, um, the only thing that... you're listening, Ben. I'm listening. No, no, no. Yeah. No, we fine. are fourth, Ben. Fourth. No, so I'm just saying. Is... I'm just saying. Yeah, we are fourth. Most of the league didn't play yesterday, which is the reason why we are fourth. I would be extremely <laughs> fickle. Mate, you're right. I would Most be extremely fickle <laughs> if I just came up my Lindsay out view now. I would be extremely fickle. So he's got to prove me wrong, and that and that is consistently playing well. One-off games. You no, know, if we go lose to Warsaw, I'm justified again. But if he wins next two, three, four, if five... If we lose to Warsaw, you're justified in getting... That means that performance was an isolated performance. And, like, that's that. That's my view. It's great that he won. I want him to prove me wrong. I do. Woody, I, I apologise for a joking comment. Let, let's, let's let you get back to it before Ben says something that I'll regret. I think I think the key thing, the, the big key thing is, and yeah, like we say, it's the you know there could be because there's a transfer window coming up. Obviously, reading was very good yesterday. I thought he was pretty good against Wimbledon as well. Um, you know that's a massive difference. We got to remember we've now kept two clean sheets in a row. You know, like I know it doesn't sound like a big deal, but given the fact that we had lost two games or whatever, you know, then to come in and keep two clean sheets, um, it's it. I mean, Nick and I have spoke about it. I'm sure others have as well. Playing four at the back is making a difference. It kind of feels a bit controlled. I was one of those that, although I'm still kind of judging, jury's out for me on McDonald, but he did. Make, he does make a difference when when we've got bigger. But he makes a difference more because he's an actual centre back as well, which bloody helps. Um, but um, but yeah, I, you know, I I listened and watched parts of the game yesterday. I was listening in the UK and then watching it in Estonia, um, and it's. Um, <laughs> You know, so it's just kind of, you could kind of see, you know, maybe we have kind of gone a little bit back to that kind of, let's just stop, the con let's not concede. Um, but if something's clicking up front, I mean, okay, we scored a ball, was it a penalty? It was Louis Louis penalty, wasn't it? So that does concern me a bit because it does, I don't want to paper over the cracks of the fact that we still haven't scored a goal in open play for 180 minutes or whatever it is, 270 minutes or whatever. Um that is still a concern to mine, but I do think we'll correct that concern. This type, these type of wins will give the players the confidence. And I actually think playing the likes of Walsall, who are, do, who are doing quite well this year, playing the likes of Northampton and all of that is actually coming at a good time. We beat, we've beaten Barrow, who, you know, have done really well this season. And, you know, although we, you know, we all predicted we might get a win against them, they have done really well this season. So right now, I couldn't feel more confident about between now and the end of the year. To be honest, I just I think I think it's going to be a, the confidence will have a massive, but we do need to get a goal in open play massively. I'm uh, I'm ready to hand over to Ned for his view, but before we do, just to appease anyone who thinks they're in some sort of 
parallel universe because I know Ben referred to games yesterday and Woody's just said that he watched the game yesterday. Mm. The game was actually played on Saturday, uh, just to clarify for anyone who's confused about where they are. It might depend in what time zone, oh, yeah. what time zone yeah. Woody was watching it. Yeah. That's all right. You could pay your 10 quid, don't be tight. <laughs> <laughs> Ned, where, where, where are you on uh, on Saturday's game? Uh, I've got. I wrote down a few points here. Um, I I wanted to start off with um, uh, giving credit to Scott Lindsay because uh, you know I, I I was pretty harsh on him last time I was on. Um, I didn't feel that there was, you know, he had enough tactical nous to to make some changes and and get us through. Um, but you know, he did, and he just he's just got this wonderful knack of, you know. Proving me wrong whenever I come up with a valid point. So, <laughs> um, it's yeah. So I just wanted to, you know, massive shout out to the to the coaching staff. Um, I also want to give a massive, massive, massive shout out to um, the Barrow Ground staff because you know, considering the weather system that they have up there, you know, to get the game on when everyone else was off, were, well, apart from one game, um, was a massive, massive deal. So well done to them. Um, and uh yeah and it was also mentioned um on the day but um the considering the amount of players that we had out, out injured as well uh it was again massive you know performance from the boys um so that was that was um really good uh i wanted to also um state that morally um i had a bit of a uh, <laughs> i had a, a bit of an epiphany um because, uh, you know, after seeing um, Mr. Adeloy so despondent after, well, after his miss and then at the end, you know, 90 minutes, I did feel incredibly, incredibly bad because, you know, uh, I, I stated to you guys before, maybe on a different pod or whether it was off the pod, I, I can't remember. But, you know, I remember when I was playing in goal for Churchfields against St. Joe's and when I was having a, a torrid time and the amount of abuse I was getting behind the goal from... Dean McMackin and a few other people. Uh, I was, uh, I, <laughs> I know how bad I felt at that point. So, you know, the last thing I think I need to do is to stop being so hard on the uh, on the young man. So um, I'm gonna hold the last my hand thing up. you need to do is stop being so hard. <laughs> oh, so you're, you're going to you're going to continue to be really hard on the young man. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> In all seriousness, mate, I, I think you're being harsh on yourself there. Um, first of all, the two comparisons, there's no comparison between playing in goal for fucking Churchfield and playing at Barrow. To be fair, St. Joseph's, mate. St. Joseph's are probably better than Barrow. So, yeah. um... Um, but look, we say, we say it as it is on here, don't we? If yeah. we think a player's been shit or is in shit form, we said it. I've said it about Louis Reed and, and players like that. And then it's up to them to prove us wrong it's when it verges into abuse as in direct abuse when the messages are, uh, the, the players are getting tagged or direct messages through the various social medias that's when it goes too far but to turn around and criticize this is like what i think what you said nick in the um or, or someone else said in in our group chat to criticize a player and say that they're shit that's not you know, there's, there's a difference between criticising them and going into abuse. All right, it's a thin line, 
but we we don't do that on here, do we? So I, I think you're just being a bit harsh. No, the only the only people we actually abuse is each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> so just get. I, I'll give yourself. But I mean, I, I thought okay. you were harsh with with Adeloy, but not. You know, nothing. But that's you opinion. You, you, you I, don't. You know. So you. you I, I think you're being harsh on yourself as well, mate. Uh, Fair enough. Thanks, Craig. I appreciate that. Um, but uh, yeah. Anyone I... else you'd like to thank while you're here, though? Ned? Thank... No, no, no. That is you my thank Oscar. God and your parents. <laughs> you, you'd like to thank your parents for getting you on this podcast and Tyree Shade making your oh. shirt. Ty Tyree Shade, aka Ricky Gervais. Tyree probably did make my shirt. The amount of blooming letters and numbers that have fallen off it. That's probably not a bad thing, Ned. Well, that's <laughs> yes, a good point. Um, but I, uh, as, as uh, Fifey was alluding to, um, there was <laughs> there was a, a, a thing that I said at the you know before that we started that I've got a bit of a, an analogy um, with, with regards to this game. So again, please bear with me because it's quite long winded. Get comfortable, lads. Yep. Right, here we go. I, was, I was thinking World War Two. <laughs> It was a cold, dark night. <laughs> um, so I was just thinking, you know, the first half and the second half, obviously two completely different elements. The the first half was obviously the, you know, we, we, we could perform. The second half was, you know, so much rain and it was a real struggle. So I, I was thinking, oh, you know, analogy, analogy. So I was going up. It's like um, it's like a tank versus submarine scenario, right? So I I, I thought, you know, in the first half, it was like we were in Stalingrad in 1943. You know, we were the Red Army, and the, you know, the, we were fighting against the evil axis of the Northwest. Adolf Wilde's <laughs> forces in full retreat. I thought, you know, we're you know we're winning this. We're winning this. Here it goes. And then the second half came. The heavens opened. It was like we were transported to the Atlantic Ocean in the early 1940s and Swinon Town, uh, you know, the, I can't talk, is the merchant ship, AKA the Robins, was, was transporting its cargo across the murky and deadly U-boat laden Atlantic. <laughs> Missiles being pelted from all over the place, right to left. But all of a sudden, you see on the horizon. Could it be? Yes, it's the autos. <laughs> they are they are within reaching distance. Uh, and uh, oh, hang on. Also on the horizon is the old HMS McDonald and Blake Tracy, and they've dropped a depth charge. And there's a wild explosion, and it lifts a massive mushroom of of cloud of of, of joy and relief. <laughs> I have, John, I have. <laughs> and it, an explosion of joy and relief. And ooh, the SS Barrow has been downed. <laughs> it's been downed. Our cargo has been delivered. And what was our cargo? It was three points. <laughs> yep, and now it's time for us to head for that horizon. And get to the top three, and that's that's my analogy. Ned, that was Sterling. Story that's got to be the most surreal thing I've heard on this. Podcast. 
So while you were while you were reading that, I posted anyone else wants us to get Ned to record the night before Christmas. Yeah. To which Liam has completely uh already won with uh, oh no, wrong one, let me try that again. Uh the Ned before Christmas. And <laughs> um, Mark wants some of what you're on as well. <laughs> oh dear. It's uh, copious amounts of energy drink and lack of sleep. That's that's the culmination of what you've just heard. Enjoy. Is that the um, is that the cocktail served by your current employers? Energy drinks and lack of sleep. <laughs> um, um, no comment on comment. water. Yeah. <laughs> I will say thank you for the uh, the very generous uh, forty pounds. Thank you very much, Thames Water. Much appreciated. <laughs> Nick, you've been waiting very patiently. Uh, would you like to have your say on Saturday? Well, thanks for that, Ned. How the hell are you going to follow that? I'm going to put him on last. <laughs> Cheers, Fifey. You're welcome, mate. Brilliant. Um, right, yes, I did say on our last pod that we needed a scrappy, horrible 1-0 win. And we were better than that, actually. That first half considering the pitch the players we had out was absolutely brilliant we played best football i've seen for a long long time from swindon and to me there's three players that stood out there's mcdonald did the leadership job blake tracy he's not a left back forget that He's a centre-half. Please don't move him out of that position. Keep those two together. Hang on a second. The last couple of episodes, all anyone's been saying is getting back to left-back. I know, but on that performance, and you, you can't move him. He was immense. And Reedy. Now, we've all criticised Reedy and said he's been poor, which he has been, but he ran the show on Saturday. He was absolutely brilliant in my eyes. And the rest of them... I don't think there was a player below a seven. Another player that we uh, not singled out, but um, give uh, our views on um, was Iandolo, who in last previous games was really, really poor. Fair play to him. He ran his guts out on Saturday. He was getting tackles in. He was flying in. He was pushing. He was doing everything. Had a really, really good game. And I don't think anybody had a poor game. It's an overall team performance. That was the perfect game. <clears throat> As Ned said in his uh, wonderful terms, fantastic first half. And second half, with that downpour, I mean, we, we just battled. In, uh, I mean, any, any of us who played football, you know, in our youth, from my point of view, some of you might still be playing, um, that is the sort of game you would love play really well for one half and then defend for your life second half. And they did that. And if we can push on, keep to a back four, keep playing the football, and then, yes, you know, playoffs should be there for the taking and who knows where we'll go after that. So, yeah, say that was the football I was so pleased with at the weekend. It was just brilliant. Worth 10 quid. And uh, I have to say, I'll just flash this comment back up from, from Sean. For each and every one of the fans who made the, oh, yeah. you know, for round figures, 500 round trip yeah. for it as well. Uh, massive fair play for them and, and the result and performance recognition of that. Um, on the subject, we've kind of started to cover some of the points, but I've, I was sent some questions in, um, in relation to some of the aspects of the performance shall we say 
Um, and it wouldn't be us if we didn't mention Adloy and, and obviously the the chance and, and the aftermath. And I've been asked a question, and I'm not going to throw it to anyone. Whoever wants to jump in on it, please do. And um, let's open the discussion up. One question is, do, do the panel think that the endless talk and demanding from fans to have Charlie Austin back as a so-called saviour is having an impact on other strikers? Do you think it's had an impact on their psyche and how fans view our current striking options? You, well, you, you'd imagine it would be at the back of their minds because it's, it's human nature, but for it to affect their performance, I'd, I'd, I'd doubt it. You, you, yeah. But, it, you know... They're all human beings. They all react in different ways. Some would be determined, won't, won't they, to yeah. you know, to fight for their yeah. place. But others exactly. might not. It's, it's difficult. You know, you can't read the minds of um, of human beings. But, but yeah, it, it might have affected them. I don't think we'll ever know that. I don't think that's what was um, for Adeloy. I think Adeloy's has been a, a combination of things of, you know, being injured, not oh. getting many chances, and um, you know, just lacking minutes on the on the on the pitch, really. And you know, when when he has got the odd chance, like he did on on Saturday, obviously he hasn't taken it away. And 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 getting that first goal help. I think it was really good that Jan Arka Fjortoft, um messaged him and, and publicly, you know, supported him on 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 Twitter and everything. And and obviously Fjortoft knows better than anyone. He, he went like what like twenty games before he scored his first goal. And that was when he was starting. He was starting for Swindon, he was. Whereas Adeloy hasn't had nowhere near as many minutes. So so you like to think that Adeloy, I hope for his sake and, and for the club's sake, really, because, you know, you want strikers, all your strikers confident and in competition for places. And let's face it, we, we need it because, um, you know, Wakelin's not on form. Um, you know, Jeffcott's in, inconsistent. So, you know... If if I if you know we all want a confident, informed Adeloy at the end of the day, and you know if he can, you know if that hopefully that can be a turning point and he can just move on, and 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 be the player we all hope he he will he will be. But it's you know that's that's going to be down to him at the end of the day, and uh, and to a certain extent Lindsay if he gives him a chance. But I guess we'll have to wait and see. I think I think that's part part of the problem. Craig is it he hasn't had a run of games of get 90 minute games under his belt in different players take uh, different periods of time to settle into a side and I guess the other thing too, we haven't seen enough of him to really judge on how decent a footballer he is but is coming from was it Air United in the Scottish Championship and it might seem a strange thing to say is League Two too big a step up for him you know that that Scottish standard. We we, you know, we're told it's poor. I I don't know how you compare Championship Scotland to League Two, but it could be. Is he at the right club? You know, some players come to a club and do well. Um, we had McCurdy last season on fire. You talk to uh, supporters of all the other clubs he's been at, and he's been absolute rubbish performer. Um, he did it for us. It clicked for whatever reason. It worked. So, you know, ha I, I don't think he's been given enough game time to judge. And he, and he needs that run. And it's, you know, chicken and egg. You give him, the, give him the run and he doesn't play brilliant and he doesn't score, then you're saying, well, he's not good enough. But until he has that run and starts scoring, we're not going to know. So it's, it's a really difficult one. I, th I think the pleasing thing was it showed how much he wants to do well 
how much he actually cares about it at, at the end of that game. And, you know, I, I hope he, he comes on and performs for us. You know, he's wearing the number nine and it'd be great if he could start knocking in a few goals and good, you know, good luck to the kid. And I hope he does it. Mm. I definitely think it's a, a confidence thing as well. Like, um, I did watch a couple of the goals that he scored for Air United um, last season, and almost every one of them was literally the exact as to how it was set up for him on Saturday. Uh, he beat the last defender on the halfway line. He did every single thing right, and I thought once he beat that defender, my money was on him to put that in the back of the net. Absolutely, one hundred percent put that in the back of the net. And he didn't. Um, and, you know, like I say, 90% of that, what he did, was completely right. And, you know, if he gets more opportunities, more game time, more chances, he's going to get there. He's going to get that game. He's going he's gonna to get that opportunity. He's going to get that chance. And if I was Lindsay, I would play him in the next game. Because if he does, then that means he's got the confidence of the manager... And then he will get the confidence in himself to hopefully bag a couple of uh, goals in in the next run of games. If he doesn't, then we know where we stand with him. Do you know what I mean? I know the next couple of games that we've got coming up are important games. Every game's, every game's always going to be important. Every game's going to be important. It? Exactly, exactly. And you can't pick and choose which games you're going to play him in because ultimately in this league, and as well we know, um, every point counts. So, you know, it's you've gotten to the fact that he was given the number nine number at the start of the season makes me believe that surely he saw something in preseason for him to earn that to earn that jersey. Now, obviously, things haven't worked out the way it should have done. And obviously, so far anyway, but there's still a long end of the season to go. Still got the whole second half of the season to turn that around. If we look at McCurdy from last season, how many goals did he score before Christmas? I think it was only three. He ended up scoring 25, uh, 25 goals for us la uh, last season. Now, I'm not saying that's going to be the exact same as Adloy because Adloy is a completely different player. He's an actual striker. But, you know, you can't write players off, the, especially players that haven't um, had a lot of game time either. So, for me... He's already shown signs, especially just coming on for like 20 minutes, that he can do something. So, for me, it, it's to start him in the next game, give him that confidence, and obviously if it doesn't work out, then figure. Then that's that's for the coach to figure out as to why it's not working. So there must be something there that isn't working if it doesn't go to plan. So here's a question, and I want to ask this quickly because I think Woody wanted to make a point on the on the original question potentially, um, and I just want to avoid any accusation or stuff that that we're pandering to to the mood as it is now. Because let's be honest, for for the majority of it, it it's banterful. I, I'm the same with with Shade when we talk about him, but a lot of you, a lot of the guys on the panel tonight, I've pretty much been the only one on Fools Rush In up to this point that has really said, give Tommy a chance. And, and I just want to, you know, now all of you guys quite rightly are saying, if he gets a run, there's clearly something there. But it, it's getting that balance right, because obviously, and, and this link's not just to Swindon, this is a cultural thing, because I was listening to, to the radio um, a couple of days ago, and 
And the, the way things are worded is very interesting to me because they said, I think the number was 167, but the news headline said only 167 abusive messages have been sent to members of the England World Cup football squad. And I'm like, only 167 is completely wrong. It should be zero. Like, you shouldn't say, because that's down from the 10,000 odd they got after losing to Italy, only 167. No, that's wrong. And and this is where I'm very interested in, in, in how some of you guys would, would approach it, because, as I said, a lot of us w- would have written off Tommy already, but now we're saying he deserves a chance. And, and is that fair? Has he, has he warranted deserving that chance yet? By the no, way, I've never, I've never written him off, by the way. No, I don't think anyone has. He's way down the pecking order for me, though. You know what I mean? He's he's just he's not fit enough. He's not sharp enough. And I know that comes from minutes on the pitch, and you can't replicate it. His chance on Saturday, if he if he's confident and he's on form and he's fit, he bags that and he scores. It it was just a striker that was completely lacking confidence and match sharpness because he had. No idea what he was in two minds about what he was going to do with it. He was either going to try and take it around the keeper. He didn't know whether to shoot first. But for me, he doesn't get in ahead of Jeffcott or Wakelin, you know what I mean, at the top end of the pitch at the moment. And that come, and that shows because really Jeffcott and Wakelin haven't really been doing well, at, you know what I mean, at all really. But for me, still, I don't see enough from him. I can't work out what striker he is. We say he's these hot, he's these this hold-up striker, but I just don't see it. I don't know if he does enough for me. But we keep saying we haven't seen enough, so I get that. But he's still way down the pecking order in my eyes, and I think he's still way down the pecking order in Lindsay's eyes because I think he prefers Wakelin and he prefers Jeffcott. He sees a player in those two, and I just don't think he... I don't think he sees what he wants to see in Adeloy and what he thought that he might have got when he signed when we signed him in the summer. Um, I, I agree with Nick's point. I don't think the Scottish Championship is. I think it could be non-league level. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It could be, and it this could be that he was scoring loads of goals at that level, and he's not going to be good enough at League Two. I would love to be proved wrong because, like we all say, I'm not one of those either that's going to crucify the lad. And I would love him to prove us wrong, and I really do. But for me, I think he's way down the pecking order. And the first thing we're going to look for in January is a striker and another striker. And he could be way down for me. I, I, I just um, Again, just throwing it out there, because Woody's still waiting to make his point. But given this, this, and I, I am only doing it not to get a bite more than anything. So feel free to ignore me if you want. But uh, out of interest, was it? How highly do you rate the um, Australian top division in world football standings? Not very high at all. I, no. I, but I, you're happy for us to take a striker that's coming from there, potentially? Yeah, but Charlie Austin's got a pedigree and an experience and a, and, and a, double and standards a career, there, surely. And a career behind him to show that he can score goals. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, 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 I don't agree with that, Austin. Austin's no, but, the, but the, the point that was made was that the Scottish Championship is of a standard. Yeah. And, and, yeah, and no, we're, yeah, yeah. we've brought in a player from that standard. So all I'm saying yeah. is, I completely agree. And like I say, I'm trying to get a reaction. It's, you can't it's, say it's, the Scottish Championship is of a standard, but say the Australian League is of a standard, but you'd still happily take a striker from there. I don't think we'll get, I don't think we'll get Charlie. I don't think he's the right mould for it. I don't think he's for us. 
it's not that's interesting it's not it's not viable is it he's he's a mid 30s lad that's not going to offer us that pressing style of football that we played so well on saturday you put charlie and jake wakelin's position on saturday we do not press as much as what we did on saturday wakelin was an absolute runner and i think that's what we go for um don't get me wrong we all love charlie austin he done great for us when he was back with us but i just can't see it working this time i just really can't um, and yeah, I get. I understand your point of balancing the, yeah. the act with that. But Charlie Austin's got a career behind him where he scored goals at a good level, and Adeloy hasn't got that. So that's to, just again, to, to okay, to balance the Scottish Championship argument in the current league table, where Air themselves are top, there is, is a ten-team division of which six of those teams have been Premier Division sides within the last couple of years. Yeah, but that's not really saying anything, Fifey. Yeah, the, the, the championship in, in Scotland is about the same level as the National League at best. It's, it's an odd one because you might have two or three teams that are probably League Two or League One or maybe even Championship. But because of the nature of the Scottish League, there's, you know. That's, you can... that's no different, surely, to us saying that the Swindon squad is capable of being a League One team, that you're basing that on nothing. No, it's not basing it on nothing. It's basing it on on the knowledge that I've got on the Scottish um, football leagues. They are, you know, you've got part time, you've got part time teams in League One's leagues one and two, and they end up getting promoted into the Championship. You don't get part time teams coming into 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 League Two in our in our league. They 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 professional. They become um, professional. It's a big difference. You get attendances of about a thousand, two thousand in some games. You know, we don't really get that that often, unless it's Salford, of course. But, um, but you know, it's, um, it's a it's a false equivalence. I mean, the the the, um, the the Scottish Championship, and a lot. You know, at the end of the day, he scored a lot of goals in in the games he played. So that's still good for that that level. That doesn't mean he can't translate that to us. But I don't think that it's been. Um, I don't think we, you, you can play up the Scottish Championship to be at the same level as League Two in, in this country. Not by a long shot, mate. It's nowhere okay. near as good. Let's bring Woody back in, because he's waited patiently on the on the original question. Um, I have to admit, I kind of agree with what you said earlier. I think a lot of people's reflections on Adeloy is because of the recent happenings on social media. Um, I still don't think he's good enough to play for us. Um, even before we saw how upset he got, even before all of that, that one-on-one -on -one just summed it up for me. I'm sorry, but I get the confidence might be low, but come on, you're a professional footballer at the end of the day. Um, and at the end, and this is a cutthroat, cutthroat world. If he's, if he, if he was good enough, he would have been starting games ages ago. He's obviously not impressing in training um, because he'd be starting games. He might have impressed pre-season, but who the fuck did we play pre-season? You know, it, it, pre-season's nothing. Like, it's... Yeah, I, you know, I genuinely do hope he does better. I And I 100% do not condone any abuse that he might have got. That's just one step too far. Direct messages that have apparently been sent. That's one... There's just no need for it. Yeah. <clears throat> but funny enough, all these people that were saying there's no need for it were the same people. If you look back on their profile, they were shouting Lindsay out. So they were the same people that were quite happy to see a manager lose their job, yeah. but then saying it's not appropriate for people to criticise Adeloy. Um, it, or you know, or abuse Adeloy, which they are right on the fact they shouldn't abuse Adeloy, but they were saying that somebody should lose their job, who is arguably doing okay this season. Um, so yeah, it doesn't change my opinion on him. I'm not going to change just because I, you know, I feel sorry for the guy if he has had, you know, this abuse. It should not happen in football, but it does happen in football. Um, 
But at the end of the day, it's a cutthroat world. It's a professional world. You know, we took, we talk about he's come from the Scottish Championship. We put, and we talked about Charlie Austin. We plucked him from three leagues below or wherever it was because of his goal scoring record. And it worked out for him. With Adeloy, it's just not worked. And I think, yeah, we could say we haven't given him enough game time and that. But if he was good enough, if he was better than Wakelin and Jeffcott, he would be playing. It doesn't matter about his form. Um, if he was better than them, we, um, Lindsay would be picking him. If he picks him next week and he goes ahead and bangs a hat-trick, I'll eat humble pie. But I generally don't think he's good enough. I'm sorry. And no, that's, mate, that's just that's, my general view. That, that's, that's exactly what I was looking for and kind of expecting, really, throughout the majority, in fairness. Um, and you've actually, the, the professional in you has, has led me on to the next question without even knowing uh, what the next one is. Um, do we think that Swindon Town fans are guilty of double standards? Why is it okay for fans to call out toxic abuse sent to Adeloy, but not the same level of abuse when it's directed at Scott Lindsay? Um, ben, you're, you're one that, that spends a lot of time on social media. You would have seen a lot of what's been posted publicly. Do you think Swindon fans are guilty of double standards when it comes to defending players but criticising managers? Not really. It happens up and down the country. If I was messaging Scott Lindsay, calling him a knobhead and he's useless and he's a gun and his own personal um, Twitter or text messages and all that, then absolutely, yes, 100%. Um, I'm an idiot for doing that. But you're allowed to hold an opinion, you're allowed to criticise a manager and you're allowed to say, I don't think it's working and I think you should move on. It's absolutely fine. There's nothing wrong with that at all. It's just can, I, can I just say... Sorry, Ben, just one thing as well, because I don't know. Has anything actually been proven that anybody did view that? Just wondering. I don't know. I didn't see anything. This is the other thing, and this is what I was trying to say in the chat. There is a fight that players will get, will exaggerate. I'm not saying he does, um, but players will exaggerate. If they feel that they've been ganged up upon, they will say it's abuse. If they get any any footballer in the world misses that one on one, if Messi misses that one on one, people are questioning whether he's the best player in the world. Yeah. You know, it's, it's it, it happens, and that's that's what that's the only thing that interests me is whether there was actually any abuse or whether he's, he's not retweeted anything or he's not he's not. Yeah, uh, he, you know, there there was a there was a um, a copy or screenshot of a text where he'd replied okay. to somebody about he won't let the I can't remember the exact wording, but he won't. Basically, he won't let people get to him. So it, that read as though somebody had said something personal directly to him. I don't know what because it didn't show that. So I can only oh, yeah, assume that that had happened. That's all I've. That's all I've seen as well. But I could. Yeah. I've also interpreted that to say that people are having a go at him at Barrow in the stands. Yeah, so I don't. Not, yeah, but, you know, I, so I don't is, know. I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I'm not. You know, I'm not. Again, I don't. 100 percent don't condone it, but no, no. I don't think. I don't think there's that much difference between someone shouting, "Adenoy, you're shit for missing that," um, mm. compared to someone shouting, "Lindsay out because because we've lost a couple of games." For me, there's no difference. There's, that's, no, there that's is the no same difference. level. There's no difference. It, it links into the point that Ben was making about it when it goes from being. Um, shouting out sort of generic, generic terms like that to when it becomes personal and 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 actually aimed at someone personally, doesn't it? Yeah, it's, it's yeah. when they, they they go and turn the phone on and then they got a DM and someone go you know someone's gone way and far and beyond and starts mentioning about family and what they're going to do to you and stuff like that because missing that chance, which does happen and it has happened to players before, more high profile like in the Euros, that's abuse, that's way out, and if if he got that. And if he got nasty, horrible private messages, then that's 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 bad. That's that's that. Those people need to be dug out and banned. Um, 
but yeah, for just voicing out opinions and having. Oh opinion. yeah, no, I'm, I'm not suggesting anyone that that you know. For example, what Woody said, I have no problem with that because that is yeah. someone voicing an opinion on something mm. they know about. But if if Woody was to then go after this and, and message him directly and say, by the way, I think you're a complete yeah. Carry yeah, on from there. Not, that's that, not on. that's crossing line and it's completely unacceptable. Because that's not that's not that, that's personal. It's not about football. That's just trying to get in someone's head. And it's not helpful because it's not going to make him a better player, is it? It's not going to encourage him. It's not going to make him go right. Okay, I'll put. It's not. It, 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 it's going to it's going to mess his head. It's going to destroy his confidence. And the next one that comes along, he's just going to feel worse and more pressured, and he's going to miss again. So you know, you, you look at uh, with with the Adeloy situation. There's going to be a certain section of our fans who who were probably waiting for him to have an opportunity like that to miss to have a go. It's yeah. the same with Lindsay. Every time we have a poor performance or a defeat, they are straight on on it. You know, or, or even if before games even finished at half time, that they, they can't wait. It's 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 like the um uh, what's what's the phrase. It's, it's, it's like the vipers in the nest, that, that sort of thing. They're ready to, 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 to sort of go. And I think that's probably what happened with Adeloy, to be fair. They wanted to use him. And, and every fan, uh, this is the same at every club, fans that, you know, we're Swindon Town fans aren't, aren't unique to this, the, the minority that do do this. But they look for a scapegoat, don't they, at the end of the day? And, and that's what, what, it, yeah. was a, it was a good thing that there was nothing riding in the end on Adeloy missing. Otherwise, it could have been... A hundred times worse. You, you, I, I imagine it, the, you know, it would have got to that 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 point. But, but yeah, it's 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 unfortunate. As Woody said, it's something that happens in football. It's unfortunate. We're never going to stop it. But then it's it's up to Adeloy how he reacts to that now. And he's had a lot in, in the end. In, in a way, in a strange way, it might be a good thing. So you look at the support, like I said, with Fjortov and other people. Lots. He's he's gotten a lot of support. So hopefully that's given him the morale boost he might need to you know to kick on and and, and do well. But we'll, you know. I think you used the right word there, Craig, being a scapegoat. So certain players seem to get picked out for whatever reason, and it's happened Bradwin, over Bradwin a long, long period at Swindon. And and one player who missed a golden, golden chance to put us two nil up, and I haven't seen one bit of criticism, and that was Darcy. He was through. All he yeah. had to do was take that first touch lob, and he would have scored. But he messed it up, and nobody has said anything. About and that. Shade. Shade missed one as well, didn't he? he, he yeah, yeah, he scuffed one. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah, you're unfortunately, right, yeah, there are certain players that, you know, whatever they do, they get criticised. And there are others, when they miss simple chances, it's, oh, you know, hard luck. Oh, he tried. So, and that's always been the case. And, it, and sadly, it, was, it will always be the case. Why it is, I don't know. Anyone who pulls on that red shirt, we, we should give full support. Yes, we can say they had a bad game, like we've talked about. Um, Iandolo had two really poor games, and we all highlighted it, and, and it was stating a, a fact. And as I said earlier, he, he was absolutely back to near his best on Saturday. So players go through you know different stages of form for all sorts of reasons. So, uh, yeah, and air fans are no better and probably no worse than any other set of fans. We've of course. Sorry, I was going to say I don't think it's any coincidence. Obviously, there's a lot of um, 
you know, uh, worry and... Sorry, Ned, uh, is it, can anyone else hear someone's, like, telly or something really loud coming through? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah I can. It's not mine. Any idea whose it is? No, I'm in a room without a telly. Oh, could be... <laughs> oh, it's gone now. Whatever it is, it's gone. <laughs> I'm on mute. Well, so, the only um, person that can do that sort of stuff without moving is Rich, so... <laughs> <laughs> telly off! <laughs> Or just use the remote, obviously. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, so um, yeah, I mean, it's no coincidence that we're in sort of unprecedented, unprecedented times where, you know, um, there's lots of worry about finances and everything else. And football scene as a, uh, uh, an outlet for emotion. And I think, um, you know, f- football is one of the only ways that, let's just say, if, if you feel incredibly frustrated... Um, then that's one way of trying to, you know, release that 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 worry and stress that you're under. Um, but unfortunately, it's all typically that sort of stuff is channeled in the wrong direction. But um, I'm not I'm not excusing it. I'm just saying I think um, that's potentially one of the reasons why that's more of a a thing. You know, more recently, I mean, obviously we're going back to like 70s and 80s when you know, um, poll tax was introduced and all that sort of stuff. Um, obviously, when football hooligan, uh, football hooliganism really started to come in, all the venting, the frustration and everything else. But um, yeah, I, I think that's possibly a, a factor as well. You know, just there's a lot of, a lot of shit going down right now, mother, mother lover. We've um, we've had a, a bit of a period of time there where, where we've maybe focused on some negatives uh, within football and within Swindon Town, uh, which I would like to point out. So for anyone who who hears, you know, if, if I say something that, that people won't agree with or maybe there's a few snappy responses at the end of the day, we all signed up to this and we'll all say we, we will happily argue and debate with each other all night long. But at the end of the day, we will always be friends afterwards. We're not none of us going to fall out about anything anyone says. But I have had one message come through uh saying that uh it's good when it's like this makes it makes a fresh change for debate so uh keep it up lads well done (laughs) um i would like to before we move on though focus on maybe some positives and uh rich i'm going to come to you on a comment i flashed up earlier sorry can you can you please flash up joe's comment because that is that is priceless uh hang on one second (laughs) uh this one here (laughs) (laughs) nice way to isolate all the other fools fans there yeah, be careful <laughs> fuck all four of them especially apart from, apart from danny because she likes me now yeah, especially especially Danny, who every episode seems to be overcompensating for never mentioning you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Rich, I want to come to you, and, and I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be honest. I just got to find this comment again now. I had it ready until Woody asked me to flash the other one up. Um, I, I'll be honest. I, I don't want to get it wrong. Um, so, but there was a comment made earlier. Here it is about the, the young lad that came off the bench whose name I've not learned how to pronounce properly yet. But I, I remember you mentioned him earlier in the season as, as someone to keep an eye out for. Uh, it was Joe that said that, but yeah, I'll, t- I'll take the credit. Um, but I did see... <laughs> I'm sure we've discussed this. No, no. no um... Yeah, no, I, I think... It was, played... Joe. It, it was Joe. I think he played in a... Um... 
in one of the pizza trophies anyway. He, played, he came on a sub in a couple of them. He did. Yeah, and uh, definitely came on against Warsaw, I think. Yeah, but I th- yeah, that's right. But I think um, it was pre-season where really he was showing, well, uh, easy waddy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was, it, was, it was apparently showing. I didn't get to see a lot of the pre-season games, but apparently he was like hands down one of the best players. He's 17 years old. He came mm. on. He had absolutely no fear. No fear whatsoever. And do you know what? I mean, with the touches that he did have the ball, he was very effective. I mean, he set up um, Adeloy for his <laughs> absolute sitter of a chance. Um, and do you know what? I think this kid, he, I think he's the next Scotty Twine. Oh, mate, don't put that pressure on him. I didn't, oh, I'm, not no. I'm not putting any pressure, but I'm just saying how I, he, what he could be. It's down to him. That is down to him. But he really, you can be anything you want to be. Exactly. And, you know, I think for him now, it's to, like, show Scotland's right. I can, I can, be, I can be part of this team. I can be pushing for a place. 17 years old. You know, when was the last seventeen-year-old? <laughs> when was the last seventeen-year-old that was a regular that broke into our team? I can't well, this think is, of one. Well, this is the one. this is the thing. We need to start developing our own players instead of other clubs' players as well. Absolutely. So, yeah, I I liked him because I I saw him I saw him in both the um I think yeah both the Tim Pot Trophy games that he came on sub again. I think he may have had 10, 15 minutes. And he looked quite, you know, he looked quite good. He, he like said, Rich, he played. I didn't see him on Saturday. I didn't see the game Saturday. Um, I was I wasn't in Estonia or anywhere like that. But um, <laughs> but, but he, he looked really good, and you know, he just seemed quite comfortable on the ball. Like you said, he had no no fear, and um, you know, he looks, you know, and he quite, and he tried, you know, he likes to run at players as well, which yeah. you know, which is kind of like what McCurdy was 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 good at, wasn't wasn't he? So um, mm. so yeah, you know, he, he looks promising. I just hope. I wasn't we, we, sure what position he played though. I, it looked as if yeah. he was playing more centre mid, but I thought he was yeah. a winger. But I, I'm not I, too I, sure. I, and he, when he came on in the pizza trophies, he was playing centre midfield as well. So. It shows a lot of confidence that Lindsay had in him to bring him on in a situation like that yeah. with 15 minutes to go when we're holding on to a game. Yeah. That was a surprise, wasn't it? Yeah. The, the, comments were like, and, but yeah. the comments were like, well, something's gone on with Aguiar then. How, how, Aguiar, how was Aguiar, Aguiar was ill. Aguiar was ill. I was shouting at the screen because I thought, why the hell is he bringing him on? When they've got six foot six giants pumping the ball to, why didn't you bring Minturn on to put a bit of height in in a bit of battle in there to stop it? And I, yeah, I was yeah. amazed he brought him on, but I think you, I fair think play to Lindsay, choice, obviously worked. Sometimes when you're playing against these teams and they are putting balls in the box, you need someone with a bit of composure to get on the ball. And fair play to the young lad. Yeah, he, yeah. When no, he, had the ball, he looked after it. He was clever with it. He didn't. He didn't try to overconfuse things, and he put a decent ball down the side for Adeloy and. Yeah, yeah. I just hope. Yeah, yeah we, don't so keep, we don't want to build him up. We're only seeing him in bite-sized yeah. little chunks, and we just give the chance. At 17 years old, you just want the lad coming on and enjoying his football. That's all Absolutely. you want him to be doing. Yeah, you don't just want him to be doing anything else. I just hope he gets a, a, either a run in the team or a long loan to like Chippenham or someone like that. Because at the moment, it seems our players who we've 
put out on loan. They're coming back after a month. It's happened so many times this season. And it mm. just seems, I think, in my opinion, stalls their development. You know, these, yeah. these players need to be given a whole season on loan where they're getting 30, 40 games a season, not three or four and then being recalled because we're short or, or whatever, or whatever's happened. They've, they're, they're, not, they're not playing at, at the other club. They need to get a good run out. So either that should happen with... Dwarzak, is that how you say his name? Dwarzak? Yeah, Dwarzak. Yeah, Either he should go out on loan for a permanent loan to the end of the season, or he's given a chance to break into the into the team. No half measures. We're seeing not- that with um with Dabre at the minute, aren't we? I think he's netted a few since going out on loan. Yeah, yeah, he's done he's done quite well at Worthen, uh, from what I've been well, from what I've seen on their Twitter anyway. Um he scored two bangers uh, a couple of weeks ago. So um hopefully Hopefully he could be. Hopefully, I hope he stays there for the whole season. I really do. Um, well, that's what did Twine good, wasn't it? When he went to Newport. Oh yeah, he had a half season, didn't he? He had a half season, and he he just played with absolutely no fear. He was yeah, he was brilliant, and he deserved his recall. And I'm quite obviously we're glad that we did recall him because he was quality. Um, and then he got the big move to um to MK Don so you know but apparently though I heard somebody was saying I don't know whether or not it was on our group chat or on Twitter or something like that but apparently a few Premier League clubs have already showed their interest in him what in Twarzak mm. <laughs> so um, it, it, could, it could, could be another eyeful but um, you know hopefully we get some money for him but yeah it could be an interesting one that but um Hopefully we see a, a lot more of him uh, because from what he showed already on um, Saturday, you know, I, th- I think he, I think he, not deserves a start. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying, like you know, like you say, Craig uh, deserves a run in the team. Keep him in the team. Keep him in the first team because you know the age gap. There's there's obviously not an awful lot in it because there's quite, we do have a very young squad, but. Um, and one thing we've lacked is creativity these last four yep. or five games. Yeah, so, yeah, you know. yeah. Well, that's a, it's an interesting point to make that, Craig. And Nick, uh, uh, Rich said there we'd like to see more of. Craig said there lack of creativity, and I'm looking for positives. Uh, it's good to see uh, Hepburn Murphy getting some more time on the pitch. And there was a comment about, obviously, well, he, he was down for a, a period again at the end of the game and, and we hope that there's nothing serious but he's the sort of player if we can get him fit looks like he's going to be a, a real big player isn't it yeah absolutely i say we haven't heard anything um after he got clattered right at the end of the game so it's, it's all gone quiet on that now whether that's right. a good or a bad thing is, right. is it but yeah. but again it's the it's the same thing isn't it um you guys talked earlier saying jepcott in wakeling that they're, they're front two, they're, they're the ones that have put themselves in there. So, you know, if you're going to bring Hepburn Murphy in, you're going to take one of those out. So, again, it's how do you give these players enough of a run to show what they can do? Um, but we do want, we do need four decent forwards that puts pressure on the ones that have got the shirt and they've got to earn to keep that shirt. And the ones that are pushing for it have got to show what they can do in training. And like we've said for ages now, the, the sad thing is there's no B team. There's no other competitive games that they get. And they lose that match sharpness, which is what 
uh, was said earlier that uh, Adeloy hasn't got the match sharpness. Well, the only way you get that is by playing games. So it's it's a very difficult one in for any manager, coach, is how, how do you square that off? Because um, earlier in the season, Jepcott and Wakelin were doing really well. And you can say, fair enough, they were air front two and they, and they were delivering. They haven't the last few weeks because we haven't scored from open play. So does he change it? If Hepburn Murphy's fit, does he put him in? You know, the, I don't know. I, it'll be interesting to see what the teams are uh, uh, over the next few games and how he, uh, you know, how he pushes that. Because on the whole, for this league, defensively, we're pretty good. And we've got enough cover there with how we played Saturday with the number of players that were out and how flexible we can be. Midfield, we on paper, and I know we don't play the game on paper, we've got one of the best midfields in the league with the players we've got. And it's just up front where it's not quite clicking. Now, it could be we bring these players in that, that get up to match fitness and the likes of Hepburn Murphy and, uh, you know, we push it on in Adeloy pushing Wakeling in Jepcott, it might click. You know, I I hope it does. And if, if we can get that front line working, then yeah, we're we're there for playoffs definitely. And we could even push for that third place. Uh one last positive before we move on, Woody. Um despite the uh despite the poor form of, of recent games, uh that win takes us back up into the uh not not great, but certainly not awful, the handy position of fourth. So if you're having a bad run of form and one win puts you back up there, you're doing okay. Yeah, I've always said that I you know, I wasn't too put down by the fact that we lost two games in a row, to be honest, because I think I think this league is quite surprising in that matter. I think there's teams, teams in the lower half of the table are taking points off teams in the top half of the table. I think... The league is closer than it looks, uh, than it yeah. first originally looked. Um, I still think that, yeah, okay, we're in a good position. Yeah, okay, we've got a couple of games in hand, but, you know, even I say at any stage of the season, if you, if you, you form and points is what matters at any stage of the season. So for me, I know we had a discussion on the, on the group the other day, but um, on the WhatsApp group the other day, but I'd rather have points than have games in hand because those games are going to have to be played on Tuesday nights. Um, and, and things like that. So um, it's you know I'm I'm still feeling relatively positive. I think um, I think the next two games are key. But then, as Craig said earlier, and rightly so, every game is going to be key now. I, I think uh, it, it is going to take that it could be one loss and we're straight back out of the playoffs again. You know, I think it is that type of league this year where it's just constantly yo-yo in and out. But um, I do think I think you know given. And Nick said it a couple of times tonight, and I fully agree. The, considering the amount of kind of injury problems we have at the moment, or we had had, or unavailability, and the fact that we've had to change our defence so many times the last few games, we're, we're doing bloody well, really, when you put it mm. put it down to it. Um, but it does highlight, is our depth in the squad strong enough? You know, we do need probably more players to boost that depth. Um, you know, I was thinking as we were talking earlier about if we bring in two strikers, do we then use that as an opportunity to send Adeloy out on loan or something to go give him that confidence boost in the National League or something like that, you know, and it's, um, uh, so yeah, I do think, I don't think we necessarily need to improve our best players on the pitch. I think we do need just a little bit of quality and depth. I mean, Jorzak's obviously going to be a great player, but it still concerns me that him, Minton, 
all of that kind of stuff. I want to give them chances, but that is currently our our bench. You know, there's not enough kind of experience on the bench for me. Um, but I'm, I'm, you know, I think it's a, a relative. We could be higher, but we could be a hell of a lot lower, given that some of the games we have had this season. But can I just the, go back the... to the. Can I just go back to the point very quickly about um, the um, uh, game uh, game in sorry <laughs> the games in hand even. Um, I would rather be ahead um, of games than the teams below us because all the pressure is on those teams to because we were we were we were in that position last season. We had games in hand, and we were all like, right. This game is important. This is a must win for us to get back into it. And for our sake, obviously from our position, we were able to do that. Um, but that was but... towards the end of the season, Rich. We're, we're, we're on about now. It's, it's a bit different now because there, there'll be people playing those games in hand over the next couple of months. Mm-hmm. And that's what I mean. It's a bit deceiving where we are in the league because they will play those games. Yeah, ideally, you want to be playing playing one game a week, and they'll be playing two games a week. But the pressure is... And I I know I said this in our group chat, but the pressure is on. You'd rather have points on the board towards the end of the season when other teams have got games in hand, not at this stage, which is why it's deceiving. But at this stage, you'd rather have games. Sorry? So at this stage, you'd rather have games than points? No, no. I'm just saying... I'm, I'm, I'm saying it's not... As a, 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 it's not as big of a, of a issue as what people make it out today. I, I'm saying that our position is deceiving because if people have played round, you know, some teams around us above and below have played two games less than us. So even if they play the one game in hand, that will make a big difference to how the table looks. If at, they win it at this stage, yeah, exactly. But, um, yeah, but so it, that's what I mean. It's a bit deceiving that we are in fourth place, but. I ain't got a, an issue with with that. And going back to what Woody was saying about us being in that position and not being too worried with our form, I think the problem with those four games wasn't so much the defeats, the actual defeats or the draws themselves. It was the manner of them, yeah. how poor we were against poor teams. All four of those Ooh. teams were poor. Crew, Wimbledon... Yeah. Um, can't remember the other two two now, but all four of them weren't good. They weren't good teams. They didn't play well, but neither did we. And I think that was the pro- that was the issue where where fans were getting a bit worried and a bit pissed off because we we just looked so poor against poor teams. But if we you know keep doing as well as we do against teams that are better than us, then obviously we'll we'll be okay. But as as Woody said, it's incredibly open at the moment. So you know. It's going to. We're going to yo-yo for a good for a good while. I think you know until <coughs> the end of the season. Just checking, Richard. Did you finish the point you were making, or, or did Sorry, you still have more you wanted to add? Yeah, no. <laughs> like I say, and I, th- I think just going back to the point where you said that it's not obviously it's different earlier in the season. Those teams are still playing Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, and the more games you have in hands, the more that that will happen. Obviously, like I say, we had that last season where we were playing Saturday, Tuesday, but that's also more risk of injury as well. We got lucky. Well, I say we got lucky. We had our fair string of injuries towards the end of last season. Obviously, McCurdy was out. Um, I think there was a couple other players that were struggling with injury as well. So we, we, we got a little bit lucky. Um, but some of those teams might not be so lucky. Um, and I, I think just going back to the point uh, of obviously the Saturday, Tuesday, you know, teams aren't going to uh, want that. And I think with 
those games in hand being more earlier in the season, maybe that is less pressure on them. And maybe that's less pressure because, well, they might not perform as well. If they're under pressure, like like this game, this is going to get us into the playoffs, they're going to be fucking up for it. They're going to be fully up for it. Like we were. When we had Forest Green as that game in hand last season, McCurdy, he was, he was up for the big game. And he was, um, but if it's earlier in the season, they might not be so much. They'd be like, oh yeah, we've got like a load more games to play and stuff like that. And the the mental mindset of that game might not be as proficient. Uh, and I get that that would be every game in League 2, but especially like with a game in hand, that could get you back into that playoff spot for a team that's obviously higher than you and has played more games than you. So, you know, it, it, it's obviously, like you say, it's a bit of a chicken and egg on that one. But also, at the same time, though, you, you've got to take every game as seriously as possible. But I think from my perspective, I would rather have that game in hand currently. Um, because, like you say, all the pressure's on the team below you to perform in that game, game in hand, basically. Okay. Um, gents, I'd like to... Um move on now if we may and uh, i'd like you to get your thinking caps on a little bit um obviously throughout the last month we have been talking about the world cup um so it would be remiss of us not to discuss the final um was it the greatest ever um, i'm sure we'll all have our our own thoughts on this but what i also want you to do is it draws comparisons to obviously it didn't have the same magnitude but what swindling games would you class as as being just as entertaining or dramatic, obviously the Sheffield United game sprang to mind. Leicester in the playoffs, Birmingham for those of the uh, of the age to remember it as well. But any others that spring to mind? While you're thinking, though, um, I'll start with Wazza. I think on this one, my personal view is the last ten minutes and extra time was exciting. The rest of it, it, it wasn't exactly the greatest ever because Argentina were, were the best team for about 100 of the 120 minutes combined, was it? Yeah, I, don't, I think you'll hear the full story and it'll come out in the next few days. I think this virus going around the French camp was a lot more worse than I think a lot of people predicted. I, I, the French looked drained, didn't they? Do you know what I mean? I thought they looked really... And I, I don't think they'll make that as an excuse because I don't think that they, they, they won't be allowed at the end of the day. They're professional players. But, I, you know, what I mean, write the French off at your peril. I've, yeah, Argentina dominated the game. But when you've got a player like that, who he just brought, he just dragged his country back into a World Cup final. I thought he, it, the second goal that he scored as well, the finish. Oh, unbelievable. Was, yeah, I thought it was absolutely top draw. Um yeah, I thought I agree. I thought the last ten minutes and then the extra time was really exciting. You could tell the teams didn't want it to go to penalties because they were both going for it in extra time. The chances were going, and it was it was getting created. Um, yeah, I'm quite happy for Lionel Messi. To be fair, I think he's been an absolute. You know, what I mean, for me, there's no argument. When people say to me Messi or Ronaldo, I've said Messi all day, every time when I've spoke about it, and. <laughs> it's proved it for me now. I just think he's at the pinnacle. I think I think he deserved a trophy like that. And I thought he, he showed why. I think he, as much as we can say about Mbappe, and I thought he was class as well, when it got to 2-2, Messi dragged Argentina back in, didn't they? Do you know what I mean? I thought it was two top players for their countries that were giving it their all. And I, 
I thought it was a great final, and I agree with what everyone said. I think I don't think we'll see a final like that for years. I thought it was so open, two good teams. Argentina had the most of it, but the French. We, but I think Argentina thought they had their both hands on the trophy, and mm-hmm. then at ten minutes it just blew. Um, but yeah, very good final, and I I enjoyed it. The only uh, downside yeah. was no blooming England, but <laughs> well, you can uh, you can take you can take a minute now and get your thinking cap back through the. Uh... The, the history books of Swindon Town for exciting games now was. I want to throw it over to Ned next. As a former goalkeeper yourself, explain Martinez's save in the 119th minute. You, you're asking the wrong person. I wanted, to, I, I, as much as I would have wanted to watch the World Cup final, I had my brother around. So, sorry, oh, my brother, brother. brother wins. Yeah, my brother and his wife and their two kids win every single day of the week. We had it on in the other room, so if anything did happen, we'd we'd run in there, obviously. Um, but yeah, um, I Martinez has done absolutely nothing apart from save penalties in this competition. <laughs> so, you know, you look at statistically. I mean, was it in the ninety minutes he said? Was it one shot on target they had that that didn't go in? Um, but yeah, I, I mean. I don't know. I haven't seen said save. I don't um, want to. I don't want to nick it. But I thought Martinez was disgusting in that penalty shootout. I thought he was absolutely awful. I thought the shit housery was disgusting. Yeah. I, you know what I mean? We did it in the. Is that disgusting? Right. So this sounds a stupid question, but is that disgusting in a good way or disgusting in a bad no, way? No, in a bad way. I thought oh, it was. It. Like, I can have him dancing on the line, but throwing the ball away and shit like that, I thought it was awful. And it's not. The little like, shoulder shimmy afterwards. No, but the referee should have took control. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? He was throwing the ball away and making the player go and get it 20 yards to the left or right. I thought it was shit from Martinez, to be perfectly honest. I understand the psychological side, but yeah, save a penalty, mate, no problem at all. But don't do that shit, shirt. Uh, who was it that was saying they loved it? Craig. Me. Go on, Craig. Yeah. No, because I, 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 I love psychological warfare. I, I think that's fucking brilliant. I think that's what penalty shootouts should be like. It should be, you know, <clears> it's, it's one against one, isn't it? They they should be, there should be that sort of shithousery and fucking around. Yeah, but what think... can the penalty taker do, Craig? What can the penalty taker do? Well, the penalty do taker. So, do you not think Jorginho Definitely is a bit of a shit house when he takes penalties? When he yeah, does his little hop, yeah, skip, and a jump and fucking back heel? Yes, but they, they, pull up, they pull him up for that. They can pull him up so the keeper doesn't get pulled up for what he did. But then, if you pull Jorginho up, if he does that hop, skip, and stops, then they stop it and go, no, you retake it. You can't how, do it. How many players have taken penalties where they've stopped and, and pissed about with it and everything? And they've had to retake it in yeah. this world. None of them. I mean, look yeah, at um, look at Lewandowski. He took, two, I think, two penalties this competition, hoping to miss so he could do retakes. Yeah. <laughs> I, look, you're probably right. Right, was there? The, the, the chucking the ball away. That's not within the laws that's of the, the game. The main thing that annoyed and me. I the, just the referee, thought, yeah. The referee lost control there, but I, I think. If it's within the laws of the game, that they should be allowed allowed to do it. And but I I, I think that that there should be more of that because it's it's just so entertaining and so intense, and it's it's a battle of minds, isn't it? Who's going to cave? I, I just lo- lo- love that, and um, you know, and also as we're talking about Martinez, what he did with the the the, the trophy at the end, pretending it was his knob, was fucking brilliant. And there's a picture of a Qatari official stood behind him. That was just the picture of the World Cup for me. But, yeah, I, I, you know, that's but that's that, that was just how I felt about it with the penalty oh. shootout. 
although saying that, being the hypocrite that I am, if he'd have done that against England, I'd have been fucking outraged. You've got to say, at the end of the day, an Aston Villa and a Brighton player won the World Cup. It's all that about. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> oh, now, let's just, let's just put it on record. So everyone, quite rightly, has been talking about, you know, their teams of the tournament and stuff. And um, I still, you know, I still believe that Bellingham was one of the best midfielders. But I, for all the for all the talent in the French and the Argentina sides, McAllister for me has been yeah. unreal this competition. Yeah, McAllister's yeah. amazing. McAllister, uh, I was going to say McAllister. Yeah, I thought, really Enzo, I thought that. I thought that Enzo Fernandez was giving the Messi number, wasn't it? They were going to. He was going to. Yeah. He might be the one to take the next wow. when Messi retires to have Messi's number. You know, no, I mean? no, they'll retire. They'll retire that number now. No, they didn't retire it after Maradona. That's true, yeah. they didn't. Uh, they um, I, I thought that Enzo Fernandez was uh, one of the star players of the tournament as well. Thought he yeah. was absolutely incredible. I mean, I don't really know much about him either, but um, his shots uh, on goal ratio was just ridiculous. Um, and he chipped in with the odd goal or two as well, some really good ones as well. So, yeah, I think he, I think he'll be a name that. Um, some of the bigger and elite teams would be looking at. I think already are looking at. So, be he's, he's got the best teeth in international football as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Nick, Nick, I've got a question for you. As the only one of us um, old enough to remember Hurst's hat trick, uh, Mbappe, the latest one to get one in a cup final. You're asking the wrong person on two counts because I never didn't watched watch it either. No, I, I didn't watch the 66 coming. game. Um, I said once England were out, um, I wasn't interested in the semis. I didn't watch either of those. I agreed with what Ben said last, uh, was it Friday, about the Arges, not quite in the same language. Um, so I had no interest in them winning it. The French put us out. I had no interest in them winning it. So I didn't even watch the final. Would anybody like to discuss Mbappe's hat trick then? I didn't watch. Oh, no, no, not the hat trick. No. Yeah, oh, it, was, oh, it, it was good. It was good, uh, especially that second goal was unbelievable. That was uh, such a good goal. Uh, and Woody, on that one actually, um, so Hello. he's got the hat trick, but also how? Let's just praise him, especially after what we saw with England. He's taken three penalties in that game and put all three in the same place, more or less, and scored all three. Yeah, well done, Mbappe. Um, I didn't watch the game. Um, the, uh, have we got a panel of ten... people that haven't watched the World Cup final? Because nobody cared. I, just, I, had, I already had plans. If England weren't in it, I had plans to do that. I couldn't do on the Saturday. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I only realised this morning that Mbappe got a trick, to be fair. But, uh, but he is a great player. I'm a massive fan of Mbappe. Or Zippy, as I called him, after his celebration against um, uh, England. Uh, I did want, I did kind of want France to win it, um, just because it would have been nice for England to be knocked out by the world champions. Um, but uh, and equally, I, I kind of just thought it would have been funny if Messi didn't win the, his last ever World Cup. I, thought, I, I kind of find a comical feeling on that. But equally, I am happy for him um, as well. But um, yeah, well, well, you know. At the end of the day, it's uh, what was it, free all the final scoreline? It's just two yeah. shit defenses, isn't it? So, it's... <laughs> I think he would have won it. They need Maguire at the back. 
Well, indeed. Well, let, let's move on to the second part of this conversation then. With the exception of the ones I've already mentioned, can anyone recall any other uh, overly exciting or dramatic Swindon games from your history supporting the town? Chow, was Chow, it straight in there? Chow. So, go on, was. I think Ben was going to say what I was going to say. Right, I'll go say for three, two, one. Three, <laughs> two, one. Sheffield Wednesday. Oh, no, I wasn't going to say that. No. <laughs> <laughs> go on, Moz, which one's yours then? Um, for me, it was Charlton away in the playoffs. Yes, that was that mine. Was, that was that phenomenal. Was... It was the <laughs> most the most emotional roller coaster of a game that you would ever go on. Thought we were out, you know, didn't you? Yeah. You know, losing when goal Gordon, keeper. When Gordon Greer karate kicked whoever it was in the, in the <laughs> yeah. stomach and he got sent off and we would just look dead and buried and then we just come from, yeah. Keeper yeah. replaced after a couple of minutes, wasn't it? Own yeah. goal. Yeah. We were out. Uh, yeah, that, that atmosphere. Everything that could go wrong went wrong. John Paul McGovern just decided to run down the middle of the pitch and he bundled a ball through and the keeper (laughs) and the defender confused themselves and Danny Ward just nipped in the middle. Oh, that was just crazy, wasn't it? That goal was like, how the hell did that happen? How did we score? Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, 100%. So, for anyone that didn't see it, Nigel, I flashed a comment there, said Tranmere's second leg playoff semis was tense. Um, You guys quite rightly mentioned Charlton. I, I would also throw in the Brentford one, similar. Oh, in yeah. terms of late late drama in that one as well. Uh, the Sheffield Wednesday oh, one, I think we were 2-0 down after 84 minutes at home. Oh, Sheffield. God. Yeah. And Sam Parkin got up one. I think Rory Fallon got the other Fallon one. Fallon scored that, yeah. We won 3-2. I remember at that game, and it just stuck in my head. Unbelievable finish to a game. Yeah. Also, the um, the, the Leeds, um, Leeds game in the League Cup, when yeah. that oh, Robinson yes. scored the header right at the end. I know it oh, wasn't... Well. It, obviously, it wasn't a good result for us in the end. And it's it still dramatic. Penalties, but it, yeah, I, I can. But I, and we we dominated them. We we should have fucking won that, was that a game. Strong Leeds team as well. Yeah, you know, it was. Play, that was a full strength Leeds side. It was. We should have been. Can I, we I, 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 can, I can go back into the League Cup when we played a full strength Liverpool side managed by Shankly, and we beat them two 0 and Shankly moaned about Don Rogers did nothing apart from oh he scored two goals. Yeah, I so wish we that was on film somewhere because we, they had their full, full you know proper Liverpool side out then. That and that was just Rogers at his best. On the subject, oh, of... what, what what a shock! A Liverpool manager gracious in defeat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, sorry, Rich, you, you had one, so you, you uh, throw it before I, I do. I was just going to say, are we just talking about away games or are we talking about... No, no, any, any, any Swindon game um, that was dramatic? Oh, uh, Swindon and Wigan. Swindon and Wigan, yeah, nice. Uh, can I throw in the Stoke game? Yes, 4-3, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Stoke oh, game yeah. was mental. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Corin scored a hat-trick and Paolo kicked him up the arse. <laughs> it's indeed. Against, uh, and then you had the... Um, at one point, Stoke had, I think it was uh, Peter Crouch and Kenwyn Jones as their front two yeah. against, <laughs> against against Paolo Swindon. <laughs> Crazy. Absolute power. <laughs> you were such a good cup team back then. Such a good team. Oh, yeah. uh, any other games springing to mind for anyone? I want to say the Swindon and Northampton one. Okay. Uh, the, uh, the, no, no. Um, the one. Oh, and Di Canio ran down yeah. the pitch. 
Oh, yeah, that is one of my most favourite goals. Uh, in recent times, when Leiden scored against Northampton. Yeah, Northampton. Yeah, 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 that was crap. Yeah, that was unbelievable. And, and when that was Doyle really scored, told. Yeah, and when Doyle scored on New Year's Day so yeah. against Plymouth. That, We've had that some game. cracking that was, games. That was we awesome. Had some Look how happy this this uh, this section's made everybody. <laughs> well, just well, reminisce. Just going back to the best World Cup finals, that wasn't the best World Cup final for me. For me, it was 1990. When West oh, Germany well, beat Argentina, well, and, well, and well, Diego and Diego Maradona cried, so it's fucking well, brilliant. One well, ball, Craig. <laughs> yeah, I got that. I heard you the first time you said <laughs> it was that. Uh... <laughs> and the Argentinian defender <laughs> in the very next game in professional football was the Swindon Town. <laughs> yeah, uh, Ned, you were going to say something before the '90 World Cup final came into conversation. Oh, I was just going to say, um, last season's. Um, was it last season? Bristol Rovers game. Yeah, it was last season. Um, away. That was really exciting. And to be honest, the Forest Green game as well. Um, yeah. Season before. Was it the season? Oh. No, same yeah. season. Oh, same season, got, yeah. It's a really good game. game. Go on, Watson. Bri- Bristol City Derby, Rory Fallon's overhead. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. 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 oh, that was just, that was unbelievable, that. <sighs> Oh, if you listen to the radio it. commentary, even Sean Hodges jins <laughs> himself. <It's, laughs> what I was walking out of the town at the time. What a goal. Yes, mate. I was going to say, um, regarding the World Cup, I got another question. That's no, that's fine, because I still had another World Cup-based question as well, oh, so good. go on. Okay. Um, so, you know, very similar to what we were talking about just a few moments ago. Yeah. Um, if if you was a scout for a middle of the road Premier League side, yeah. someone like West Ham, you know Newcastle, that type of thing, what players would you sign? Half the Morocco got, team. They, yeah, half the Morocco team. team. <laughs> the player that I thought um, had a really good World Cup, uh, who probably wouldn't cost the earth, uh, Briel Mbolo. I thought he was. Yeah. So I thought I I've seen him play for quite a while now and I'm still like he's I think he's about he must be about 25 now um 25. but I remember when he first came on the scene and stuff like that that he was going to be like this next big player and next best player like sort of thing like that um and he's got all the ability in the world he's got pace he's got some would say finishing stuff like that but you know it's taken him quite a bit of time to actually put his name on the actual uh, map and yeah, he's, he he did well for Switzerland, like. But um, I I kind of wonder when we're actually going to see him in the Premier League now because or or at a really really good team because I'm, I'm trying to remember who he actually plays for for Le- I'm, He was playing in Belgium. It was, was Schalke. Schalke, and yeah, now no, he signed for Monaco. Ah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I I mean I would happily see him up, up top for someone like West Ham and Newcastle. I think it would be fantastic. Newcastle got Callum Wilson, I think they're fine. <laughs> I could but I could actually see him playing for Newcastle though. That's the type of team that I would actually see uh Embolo play for to be fair. Yeah. Be good. There was a there was a young <laughs> Killian for, uh, um, if you're looking for if you're looking for a, a technical player, I think, that would be able to cut it in the Premier League, there was a young lad play for Croatia named Luka Modric. I thought he had to, he, he might be a player one day. 
Oh, we need a bit more experience. He's a bit underdeveloped, I think, at the minute. A bit more experience. Just say, though, by the way, because I, I was more. guilty of this, Croatia, fair play to them for what they've done in the last couple of tournaments, because you've got yeah, beaten finalists um, and then a semi-final appearance as well, finishing third place. That's, that's mm. a hell of an effort for, for a squad that was classed as ageing. Yeah. In the last four tournaments that they've been in, They've only been knocked out of the group stage once. Then in 1998, they got to th uh, they got yeah. third place as well. So, the team breaks yeah. some of the parts. Unbelievable! Really they are such an unlike that. That whole German team will cut it at League One level. I tell you that League, that German side. Yeah. <laughs> they might just about cut it in the Scottish Championship. Yeah, well, I wouldn't go that far, mate. What about the Australian A League? <laughs> I think there's a certain I think Manuel Neuer is done now, but there's a certain keeper called um, Stephen Bender. I, I, I don't know if anybody's Has anybody seen him, Germany. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but in all seriousness, uh, one thing one thing that wouldn't surprise me um, would be you look through, say, some of that Japan squad. If you sort of start to see some of these players start making more of an impact, mm. because there were a lot of the. I don't want to say lesser because that's disrespectful, but a lot of the lower ranked nations really did prove a point at times. Um, I mean, if you look at, say, Costa Rica, for example, a lot of their squad was on the older side, so perhaps mm. not so much them. But if you look at the likes of Japan and Morocco and, and teams like this, absolutely see them really starting to, to get some, some recognition. And maybe not because, uh, unfortunately, the Premier League can be a bit elitist at times. Mm. Uh, so, but you'll probably see them appearing in, in France, Germany, Italy, and then the Premier League will spend five times the amount of money to bring them in afterwards. But, yeah, but five, even some of those Saudi Arabia players. Yeah, completely yeah, agree. Maybe not the Qatari players. No. Uh, I mean, Rest you know. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely not. So they've got missing. They've got missing. <laughs> they've all got missing. You'll never hear from them again. They've got this man on the stadiums. Yeah, indeed. Well, apparently, um, One the, of them the stadium that was made of the the storage Boxes. block things. Yeah, that they're all being moved to Uruguay for the next one, aren't they? Right. Yeah. 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 Um, quick Stadiums question for you all on the. Quick question for you all on the World Cup because it's always an interesting debate, and I think we've we've briefly discussed it in the past. But given it was on both channels, who opted for Jermaine Genus's wonderful insights, and who decided to be entertained by Ali McCoist? Ben, or did you not have it on playing poker? I didn't. Well, it was there was a partition in the way, so I had to lean over to watch it. So I occasionally I glanced when everything was going on. Um, but yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't watch it really. Um, right. I've not even seen the goals. Oh, for fuck's sake! Right. Well, let's just go down this one side of the screen and then cut across. Then, Rich. Oh, I. I would listen. I could listen to Ali McCoy's commentate all I, day long. I would. To, to the I was going to say Ali McCoy's yeah. is brilliant. Jermaine Genius makes me want to fucking throw up. <laughs> Honestly, he's such a... How, I don't get how he even gets his job on the bloody one show. He's so fucking boring. He really is. <laughs> Nigel, Nigel suggesting... Nigel suggesting in the chat here, turn the sound off and listen to radio commentary. I tell you um, what, though, interrupt. Peter Drury. I love Peter Drury's commentary. He is a poet. And he should be more national. He should be on Skype. I don't care. Peter Drury, I love him. Trying to think of the trying to think of the other commentator that I really liked. Um, I think he did it mainly with Clive Tilsley. Um, 
Oh, God, I can't remember his name now for the life of me. But it Andy is Townsend, because still... he's Irish, Rich, isn't he? That's what you're going oh, for. There. Oh, I, can't, Andy Townsend. I can't stand it. I can't stand him. <laughs> Rich, I can't, I can't stand Andy Townsend. It's a game of two. It, it is Ireland's version of Michael Owen. Obvious, Andy Townsend. Yeah, yeah, I don't actually. I'll go with that. To be fair. I'll go with that. Roy Keane, though. Roy Keane. Oh, what a nice What trade. a pundit. What a pundit. Yeah, Craig. Be, yeah. Craig, was it Ali McCoyst or Jermaine Genus? Well, I, I put the BBC on at first. I, I didn't. I didn't watch it until the second half started, and then, then I realised it was Jermaine Genus commentating, so I had to switch it straight back over to ITV because, like I say, he, he is fucking shitty. He is. <laughs> when people, when people have a problem with women pundits and commentators, but they think it's okay for Jermaine Genus to, to be on, you're having <laughs> a fucking laugh. You, you, you know, you, you're, you're obviously fucking sexist and fucking hate women at the end of the day. If you think Jermaine Genus is better than any of the female pundits at the end of the day, I, I'd rather I'd rather watch Oxford than listen to that that prick. I tell you, I, and, and in, I, I disagree with Rich. Actually, keep him on the one show as long as. Do the one show and just keep him fucking on it and keep him away from football because he is one of the worst pundits I've ever heard. And considering when you've got fucking Michael Owen, Andy Townsend, Robbie Savage, and fucking all those other pricks, fucking hell, that is one hell of a barrel to scrape. Are you uh, are you okay, Craig? Do you feel better? Yeah, I do now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a proper run there, Craig. I loved it. The wine's going very well, Craig. Just have a sip. Yeah, yeah, before yeah. I before I ask Wasa, I'd just like to uh, say good evening to Liam's missus. Uh, all our love from the Salford boys. By the way, this would be like an end at Salford. This is like behind the goal. Yeah, this, this is an end behind <laughs> yeah. the goal. Uh, Wasa, was that Adam McCoy's for you? This would be after family. No, I, I do. I did listen. I was watching it on BBC. To be fair, um, five live commentary. Just because no, just because I do like the guy that. I agree with Craig's point about Genus, but I, like, I can't remember what the other guy is called who, who does the main part of the commentary on the BBC. I think he's actually pretty good. Um, but then after the game, I switch over because Laura Woods does something on ITV, and I think that's not a bad look, to be fair. Um, her and Kaz Carney, I thought they're very good. They talk very well, both of those. Yeah, really good. So. Laura Woods is excellent. Yeah, I think Laura Woods she's good to look at as well, which is great. But um, <laughs> I think she does actually, she is took to this job. I think she is absolutely spot on as a pundit. I think she is, yeah, yeah really, really good. Uh, would he BBC or ITV for you? I don't know. I'd probably oh, choose no, to watch it. I'm sorry. Yeah, I remember well, that. I didn't watch it, but I probably would have chosen to watch it on BBC just because I can't be asked with the adverts at half time. Um, but yeah, I agree. JJ is yeah, he's, he should have just stopped at playing football, and even that, he struggled at times. Um, so it was, um, but yeah, as long as I ain't got Graham Sooners on my TV, I don't care. Um, um, we conclude tonight's episode uh, with a couple of questions that, of all places, these came from my work Christmas party on Saturday. Um, I mean, first of all, shout out to the people at work who have clearly been talking about me because without me even mentioning, people were asking me about the podcast, which has been going around, thankfully, our Swindon branch, but also our Warrington branch and Braintree have been talking about it as well. So fair play to all of them but, and, and appreciate the support. Um, but having That's a conversation... <laughs> indeed. Indeed. It's all, it's all Warren. It's all Warren. 
It's all worry. <laughs> Massive. Um, through having a conversation, I was asked to put a question to tonight's panel. Uh, well, technically two questions, really. Um, and, and this isn't football related. This is about you guys personally. Um, so the first question is, uh, when, it comes, uh, when it comes to the supernatural, do you believe in spirits? Uh, this came from a conversation regarding um, like Ouija boards and the floating tables and stuff and, and people sensing things touching their shoulders were in their dark rooms. So, so do you believe that there are spirits amongst us? Let's go in the order you appear on the screen. So, Ben, do you believe there is, there is something out there and can we make contact with these beings? Just, just to, for out of interest, I'd love there to be. I don't think so. I think that, that there's two things that I've seen that I can't explain in my life. One, because my mum and dad's house is like an old cottage. It's about 500 years old. So I was upstairs in my room and uh, I thought some woman going down the corridor into her room. Shouted, all right, mum, went downstairs. Mum was watching TV. No one else in the house. That was a bit weird. The second time was actually about a month ago. Um, and I woke up in the middle of the night and I watched uh, that we've got like an ensuite. And and the door, the ensuite door just slammed shut. Went, Poof. And I watched it shut and went, oh, that's cool. That's really cool. <laughs> Uh, but that, that's, that's the only thing I've seen but the door, no, no window open, no nothing the door just went and shut itself no one was in the toilet, nothing and I thought, oh, that's amazing so I'd like to see something but I haven't really in part of those two incidents so probably not but... <laughs> um, just, just for balance to Ben's story we just had this comment come in um... oh, Sarah, you're watching <laughs> Oh, you're not going to sleep now. Oh, I'm so sorry. Ben's in the doghouse tonight. Oh, no, she's going to go, oh, to Laura Woods as well. To be fair, to be fair, <laughs> with all of those ghosts about, with all those ghosts about, he's safer in the doghouse, I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've had a follow-up comment. Uh, Rich, do you believe in spirits? No, not really. No. I've never really you are allowed to say no, it's fine. I've never really thought about it, mate. Oh, you have a good think and we'll come back to you. You've got about five minutes to decide. Probably not. No, no, I don't. Craig? I don't know, mate. I mean, that's quite a question to ask someone who's drank a bottle of wine or He's got a few spirits, but they're in his like in his cupboard. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess it depends if something's happened to you personally. Nothing like that's ever happened to me personally, so it's difficult for me to say. But I, I don't feel sort of strongly about it either way. But I've known, I've heard stories from people who I know personally who've said things have happened to them. So I, I you know, I, I'd have no reason to disbelieve them. But it would be, I, I guess, if if you believe in that thing. I, I kind of believe there might be something after you die. So it'd be nice to think that there is, you know, when you go into the ground, that there is more to your life that, you know, you live on in some sort you of way. You don't just stop. Yeah. Sorry? You don't just stop. Yeah, yeah, like that. So I guess it'd be nice, you know, and if I came back, I, I you know, as I'm older than all of you, I'd come back and haunt you all. So, you know, I'd enjoy it as well. Great. So... Especially was as I'm, as he's pointed out, I'm a lot older than him, so I'll come back and haunt him, him and Al. I'll, I'll even turn up at I'll turn up at Save on Tires and just and just push the tires everywhere. 
<laughs> oh no, it fucking is now. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well to be fair mate if if that sort of stuff does happen then knowing my luck i'd be reincarnated as myself so (laughs) nick you are are you a believer in spirits walking amongst us not so much that but i'll I'll, I'll give you a, a couple of um thoughts okay when i had my heart attack i went into hospital on 25th of april um my operation was <laughs> yes craig uh, my operation was was uh, postponed twice hmm. um and i actually had my triple heart bypass on may the 10th which was the date my mum was born oh. and to me that meant she was looking down on me looking after me when I was under the op. Now, that might sound stupid to some people, but that's no. that's what I believe. No, the, the, other, the other thing I do, and this is another strange one, I think, having um, had a um, couple of dogs and um, our oldest one, unfortunately, we had to have put down, but there is, he was definitely a human in a former life because he was just not just an animal, not just a dog. He had so many human traits that I'm convinced after you well, guys... he was you, humping you, your leg, that kind of thing. Well, no, we had a tortoise that did that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, yeah, I, I believe you come back as an animal. Okay. Uh, Ned? Um, this is, yeah. well, by the way, I'm expecting whatever next comes out of your mouth to either be like nothing or yeah. insanely entertaining. Or a whole paragraph. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't had any experience myself, but there's a lot of, you know, um, mediums who put forward a strong argument. I mean, some of them are rubbish, but um, some of them, you know, they provide information that could possibly not be, you know, found anywhere else apart from, you know, asking the person themselves. But um, I, I, I want to. I want to. I want to have an experience, and it, it, you know, like you know, basically like what Nick said a moment ago, it gives me strength to think that someone might be looking down. Um, so I've got to hope and believe. Before I before I come to Woody and Wazza, actually, just pick you up on what Ned said there. Have any of you done like a, a psychic or a seance, anything like that, or as would anyone like to that hasn't? I've I've done a seance a, a long, long time ago. And I tell my kids to keep away from it because um, it, it was a family thing and um, the glass moved around the cards and my my cousin was there and it spelled out her mother's name. Now, there was nobody in the family that would have done that, been that mean to do that. It, you know, you might spell out something stupid, but to actually go from card to card and spell out her mother's name, who was dead, her mother's name, and that that was freaky. You know, and my kids are talking. I said, "No, don't, just don't do it. Keep away from it." Uh, Woody spirits. Uh, of course, they're real. Have you not seen the documentary Ghostbusters? <laughs> I mean, come on, you've all seen the documentary Ghostbusters, right? I've, I've um, seen the oldest version of it. I've not seen any of the uh, more modern remakes. Yeah, yeah, they they keep remaking them because things keep happening. It's, of course, it's real. Um, 
do I? Oh no! In all seriousness, I I do believe there is a presence of some sort. I don't. I can't say that anything's ever happened. I kind of agree with Nick and Ned. Uh, Nick and Ned. Um, I, kind of, I kind of agree with them that it, that it'd be nice for some, you know, to have that feeling that someone's looking down on you type thing. Um, if you are looking down on me, mum, fucking do something already. Um, but the, it's, you know, yeah, I think I think it is. My other half is very much into that kind of kind of you know all the spiritual evenings and stuff like that she does a lot of that and i often take the piss when she comes home and she's like oh the medium did this and it, there's no way they could have known it was my nan and all this kind of shit and i was like constantly trying to find arguments as to why it could be you know like and i'm actually running out i'm genuinely i'm running out of like arguments where it can't be so it does kind of make you think oh actually and often it's the ones that don't charge are normally the ones that are really good so you kind of think oh like I don't know. So sometimes I feel like there is. I do try to wind up, obviously, the other half. Um, I do agree with Nick. I think we do. So, something happens to us when when we die. But, um, yeah, I can't say I've witnessed anything. Um, yeah. So, so what, what I'm establishing so far, just before I come to Waza, is I'd quite, I quite like the idea of trying this sort of stuff out. But I'm guessing a Fool's Rush Sidekicks isn't on the cards for next year. Judging by the reactions thus far, <laughs> you definitely have something involving a lot of spirits, mate, but not yeah. probably the type of spirits that you're <laughs> alluding to. Two pound what? drinks, brass monkey. Yeah, two pound brass monkey. Was that? That's what I'm talking about. Was that? How, how are you with the supernatural, mate? Yeah, I'm. I'm. Yeah, I don't know. There's there's time things that you you happen in your life and you think, oh, is someone looking down on you? I yeah, definitely. Oh, look what's happened to Ned right now. Ned's, though. Ned's ghost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, no, you'd like to think that your family members are looking down on you. You know, what I mean, the people you love and stuff that you miss and stuff like that. But I'm not into any of that. My missus is auntie, similar to what Woody said. My missus is auntie's well into those things, and she's trying to get Ellen to go and owls is a bit like oh i don't know and it's it's like you when you bring your family members it's difficult because it digs up a load of stuff doesn't it and you just mm. you don't know whether to believe it or whether they're just not taking advantage as such but you know what i mean it's yeah it's a difficult one it's finding that balance isn't it but no it's no interest to me to you know what i mean but i'd okay. like to think that someone in your family is watching over you definitely really off topic as well it's like really interesting like when you watch Darren Brown and he talks about I love how, Darren Brown how how the psychology of all of that works how people that are cons how they do it and stuff like that I, I think that's fascinating when he when he goes through that kind of stuff so I've I've like... been to watch Darren Brown three <laughs> times live I, I love the bloke I've watched all his TV stuff I I think he's superb has anyone seen that Derek Akora one that Mary loves Dick oh, that's hilarious he was found out to be a bit of a con wasn't he old Derek Akora. All right, Pete. Probably ghosted me now, actually, because he's he's died, didn't he, old Derek? So he's he he's met someone personally. Well, no, he's he's, he's not going to ghost you, um, Ben, because he, he probably thinks you're ET. What what he is going to do now, though, is is ghost Sarah because he knows how shit scared you've made her on this episode. <laughs> she will not sleep now. The reason why I didn't tell her at the time is because she'd be like. She will not sleep. She gets super paranoid with that sort of thing. So I decided that night not to tell her. But obviously, I didn't know that she was still watching upstairs. Sorry. Uh, Mark is uh, is deciding to just go all in on this. His, his only comment of the night so far is to well, refer Mark. to the whole thing as nonsense. Well. Good evening, Mark. I hope you're well. 
Um, the the follow-up question uh, to this um, from the conversation I was having at my Christmas party, um, is there anything, not, not, not necessarily to do with the supernatural, just anything that that you'd like to do and you're more than capable of, of going to do, but you've not done yet. And I'll give you an example. For me, I really like the idea and I probably really do need it. I like the idea of a chiropractor. I love watching chiropractic videos, but I also feel as soon as they do the thing with my neck, I would be the one that would be paralyzed. So I'm too scared to go. Yeah. Um, so is oh, there I thought, anything? I thought you were saying you want to be a chiropractor. No, no, not be a chiropractor. <laughs> I've killed is there people. Any... <laughs> is so, there anything uh, you would like to do that, or, or that you haven't done yet, but there's that sort of fear stopping you from doing it? So we'll go in reverse order this time. Now Ned's back. Uh, Ned, is there anything you'd like to try, but you're just a little bit scared to do so? Oh, is that the question? Right, So, because I didn't hear anything, and all I heard was someone said that they wanted to kill a lot of people. I was like, what the hell have I come back to? <laughs> uh, okay, um, so what, 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 what is the question? So um, is there anything that you could quite easily go and try? So like for me, it would go and get some chiropractic work done, but I'm scared as soon as they touch my neck, I'm going to be paralyzed, so I won't go and do it. Is there anything, whether it's bungee jumping, jumping out of a plane, swimming with sharks, anything you'd like to try, but you're just a bit scared to do it? Um, well, I guess there's probably a couple of things. Um, the first thing would be, you know, uh, conquering my fears and and doing a skydive that would be incredible you could uh, not pay I, me enough to jump out of a plane <laughs> <laughs> just completely petrified of heights um mm -hmm. but it, you know in all seriousness um i really would like to um maybe give a go oh, shit um give a go at um uh working as a carer I think I'd like. I think that's something that I'd like to do but i'm a little i'm a bit reluctant with everything that's going on to change my uh i see it's a career i'm as this your book current says, terms of employment yeah as this book says i'm the best entry level employee i'm still <laughs> at the bottom of the rung uh, <laughs> um, so um <laughs> i'm just oh, not sure <laughs> i'm just not sure if um i can uh afford to, to try and lose my job and take up something else which I, I don't know whether it would work or not I feel like I've got a lot to offer okay uh, and do you know what I think you make an excellent care of what it's worth uh, was so. anything that you'd like to try in life that you haven't yet I mean you've had a lot of life experience oh I know <laughs> not in an age you've just crammed a lot in you're younger um, than I am <laughs> I'm pretty, mate. I'm pretty boring. Um, yeah, really. Um, I, mate, I don't really know. I, I've got my fears, but I, whether I'd like to conquer them, I don't know if I would. I'm a bit like Ned. I hate heights, and I just, I don't think I. You couldn't pay me enough, like you said, to jump out of a plane. Fair no. play to anyone that does that. I'm like, yeah, I couldn't do it. Um, yeah, I'm. Yeah, I couldn't really think off the top of my head, really. What, and I know you've given me a few minutes to think, but I couldn't. No, I don't really know. Well, if it helps, if it helps in any way, shape, or form, Danny would like to try a sensory deprivation tank. Fucking hell. Jesus. What's that? <laughs> it's it's, take away it's an enclosed tank in, in you're in water, isn't it? And then you yeah. can hear yeah. nothing. Yeah. You, you can't, can't see, see, see yeah. can't see anything, can't hear anything. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> 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 yeah, that gives you a stink, doesn't it? That. Ooh. 
This what is why, is by the way, this is this this sort of reaction is exactly why all of Fools Russian turned down I'm a celebrity this year because none of us <laughs> could do any of the challenges except for maybe eating. I I never turned it down. <laughs> I didn't get the uh, memo. All right, little what? young gun. <laughs> uh, Woody, you're next up. Anything you'd like to try? You haven't oh, no. just got that little bit of fear. Um, no, not really. I'm a bit bored. I wouldn't mind. I, I can't remember. Was it like deep cave diving? Yeah. Woody lives on the edge every day. If you saw the state of the tyre that I took off his car this week, <laughs> you'd see that he lives every single day. <laughs> well, so you, you were talking about that tyre when we went up to Bradford. Yeah. This is That was a different car. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, my lad took it off and he was just going, Look, what is he doing? And I was just like, Yeah, he told me it was bad. He told me it was bad. Yeah, I'm not my tire. Sorry, my defense. in my defense, like somebody looked over it four months ago and said it was fine, so I'm blaming them. Um, <laughs> was, this the, was this the marshmallow mobile? Yeah, the marshmallow mobile. Literally, yeah. the tire turned into a marshmallow. Um, <laughs> Ironically enough. <laughs> um, just to yeah. highlight this comment from Mark, my dad did a skydive and asked me if I would do it with him. I said, fuck me, I wouldn't get in the plane, let alone jump out okay. of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Nick, yourself, anything that you, you'd still like to do? Not not specifically, but go, going what going on what you said for being a chiropractor or having chiropractic on you. Yeah. Um, when my and this is not quite answering the question, but w when my lad was young, we had a lot of problems with him. We were getting overhyped okay. and sort of trying to get to the bottom of it. And the friends there said, go to a kinesiologist. Right. And don't mind me asking what's a kinesiologist. Well, I, that, I'll explain. And, and they, they, they told me what they do and I, I didn't really believe it. Well, and and I got to do it with myself as well, so so I know what I was actually because it was private treatment and what I was paying for. And what they do, you you, you lay down on 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 the couch, um, and they they it reminded me when you said manipulating your neck, and they check check your alignment and all that. And they get you first of all to push your uh, knee up, and then they push against your knee, and you've got a lot of power in your leg and try and push it down, which obviously you prevent them doing that. And then they put an, a magnet on your stomach and then they take different foods, place the food on there as well. And if it's bad for you and they just push the knee down with one, basically one finger and you lose all the power in that leg and they can just push it down. And that tells them that that particular food is bad for you. And I know it's like, yeah, that's a load of rubbish. You don't know what you're talking about. But it works. And we found that my lad was, um, it was E numbers, food colouring, that was causing him to go hype. And we cut out all things with um, E numbers in and, 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 and that resolved it. But it was, I mean, you, you, you push full power on your leg and there's a lot of muscle in there. And something bad for you. And honestly... The woman just put fingers on the knee and just gently, and you lose total power on it. It's really, um, really strange. Wow. Wow. That's amazing, mate. Yeah. Mm. 
if you don't mind me asking and feel yeah. free to because it obviously it does sound an obvious question but what sort of things did you have to to cut out of the the diet when when you found well, this out but basically it was it would it was sugars in in you know like the 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 the, the junk food sort of the junk food type stuff well this um, is just what i was gonna go because obviously in our, in our last episode you you announced that you never took your kids to mcdonald's or anything like that now they weren't allowed any any sort of treats i'm, I'm slightly worried that they were deprived as children entirely <laughs> oh I, I'll, I'll tell you something that my kids still rib my wife every time they come over <laughs> when we had the twins um for for a treat she, she would cut a glass of cherry in half and give them half each <laughs> uh, they've so never sad. got over that they never forgiven her for that it's too late to ring childline <laughs> well, thankfully it didn't exist then <laughs> Oh dear me! Let, let's let's move over to Craig then. Uh, anything that, that's on your your bucket list of, of sorts, but maybe there's just that something in your brain holding you back. Well, I mean, I, I am like a few of the others. I am scared of heights, and I'm petrified of flying. Um, in, in fact, I, I mean, I haven't had a flight for about ten years. I think not because I'm scared, but just because we haven't it, just haven't been in the position to go abroad for a while with the kids, but. It was funny actually because the first flight me and Vicky had before before we had kids together was a four hour flight, and she said I ruined it because I didn't talk to her for the four hour flight. <laughs> I retreat, had my headphones on, retreated into, and she's like, "Oh, look at that mountain over there as we're going over Spain and, and everything." I'm like, "I don't give a shit about the mountains." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and she said, "Yeah, but if we if the plane crashes, at least we die together." I was like, "I don't want to fucking die with this." <laughs> <laughs> um, but again, I don't think I have it in me to go and do a skydive because they say that that helps cure your fear of flying. But I can't see it. Uh, one thing I do want to do that is on my bucket list, and you, you're all going to laugh, but I would love to do that white collar boxing. I'd really love to give that a go. A friend of mine did it a few years ago, and um, you raise a lot of money for charity. Obviously, it helps you get super fit and, and stuff like that. The only problem is with my schnoz here, you only have to take a little knock, and fucking clarets everywhere. So I probably, <laughs> I probably, I probably wouldn't be the best candidate for um for 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 boxing. And all the clarets probably wine that I drink anyway. So, <laughs> you just yeah, store yeah. it in your nose. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no. So I, I would really love to do the white collar boxing. That 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 would be that's something on my bucket list. Okay, uh, Rich. There's not an awful lot that I haven't done. I'll be really honest. Oh, I've done a skydive. I've done scuba dive. Fucking Mr. Rich done... over there. I've done everything. Rich, are the 50s too big for your wallet? Are you dying your shoes a few times as well? At least you can't say that fools rushing don't cater for everyone. You've got the, the average Joe on the street, and then you've got the, the elitists that can do everything at the age of 22. <laughs> I'm not 22, by the way. No, I know. You're slightly older. <laughs> um, I wish I was 22 still. But, um, no. I know like, I would have took I, that. I would have sorry, Rich. I would have took that comment from Nick. No problem at all. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but you, that's just brilliant, Rich. Okay, okay. That is just brilliant. Um, 
no, genuinely, there's there's not a lot I haven't done. I've oh, what what have I not done that I've wanted to? I'll tell you because I've I've um I've been to a chiropractor because I injured my neck a couple of years ago, um, and I loved that. We're doing some that. rich stuff, skiing. <laughs> no, I wasn't. <laughs> but um, injured my neck doing rich stuff. <laughs> But, um, yeah, no, the, the clicking in the neck, I just found that so therapeutic. I'll tell you one thing, I um, I was trying to remember the name of what it was called. Um, Wrestling it's, a bear? It's, it's the, no. <laughs> um, that is how I injured my neck, though. Um, <laughs> not, not wrestling a bear, but... <laughs> Did you go hunting for poor people? <laughs> Everyone else he went with was, hu- was hunting pheasant. <laughs> One thing I would like to do, though. oh Jesus Christ! One thing I would like to do is um, cryotherapy. So um, you go in that. Chamber minus one hundred degrees. Oh, okay, yeah. That that just looks Plus painful. It does, but um, again, I I can't. Well, I don't know. I just I want to know what like the hype it because apparently it's supposed to be really. really oh, it's good supposed to be. Muscles. It's supposed to be amazing. Yeah. It's supposed to be incredible. My fear with that is, unlike stealth people like self, I have a lot of I have a lot yeah. of skin, so there's a lot of me to get cold. Yeah. <laughs> Just do yeah, some but, um, snow angels, like in the, you know, in the snow summer. angels in that fucking shape, right? A movie. I would, I would, I would be worried of frostbite though. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I but um, yeah, no. Just going back to like, like I say, I, I quite something that Warren said is uh, live, live life on the edge. But um, I'm one of these. I don't really have too many fears. Probably the biggest fear I have is. And it sounds it sounds ridiculous as well. Um, the like, empty bank that, balance is your thing. Empty bank balance, biggest fear. I No, it's probably um, it's actually dogs. Actually, big dogs, okay. especially when uh, like wild, like sort of thing like that. Because I I've, I've seen so many things when I was younger of my mates getting bitten by dogs and taken down by dogs and that's probably not the big dogs you got to worry about it's the small ones i got bit by a poxy little mm. terrier when i was working <laughs> it was yeah, it, was, it was working in tandem with its little mate it went through this gateway and a, a, a dog to the left barked and i looked left and a little bastard come from the right its speed bit me on the bloody leg and buggered off before I could get my boot up his ass. <laughs> yeah, but Rich, Rich doesn't have to worry about big dogs because it's Butler Jeffrey sort of <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey, Jeffrey, there's a great day over there. Shoot the bastards. <laughs> wow. Um, Joe's, Joe's suggesting here, uh, we all need to go wild water swimming with her. Six degree water in South Cerny. She can feel a, an FRI day trip coming on. Uh, I, I quite like this suggestion from Danny based on the, the segment we yeah. just had. Uh, can we start a poll of suggestions of things for Rich to do? The one with the must votes he must do. Yes. Oh, <laughs> wrestle a bear. <laughs> <laughs> the, the options are wrestle a bear, empty his bank account. 
<laughs> and two plus two others. To be fair, most of these though, one of them was in Turkey, so cheap anyway, and the other, my brother paid for, it, and so the skydive, my brother paid for that. So, and that was oh, well. a Christmas present. Who gets a skydive as a Christmas present? I'm, I've, I've literally asked for socks. <laughs> I didn't ask for it, he just did it, but I was like... Yes. I didn't ask for the oh, sky, I did it. <laughs> I, I wanted it. I wanted, I wanted to do it. He, anyway. asked, for, he asked for the plane. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Sorry, bro, this is the closest I could get. <laughs> you get to go in here, but you got to jump out the fucker and all. Yeah, yeah. asked for the plane, it went yeah. wrong in the air and had to drive out of it. <laughs> It's only one way. You don't get a trip back. Uh, ben, how about yourself? You've waited patiently. Anything you'd like to try? There's two. There's two that, okay. that I wouldn't like to, but I wouldn't have that to the bottle. One is, you know, the cave diving with the little narrow gaps. You've got to ski through with that. I'll just I don't deal well with narrow gaps. Yeah, no, no I'll, I'll just get stuck in one and die. Um, <laughs> I would. <laughs> My, that was mine, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll be the same. I, I've seen, I've seen the pictures. Look, you, know, you see the picture, of a little face just poking through, like tight narrow gap. Or when they're getting in, they're just squeezing into a small little puddle, and they put the whole body in. I'm like, what are you doing that for? How is that fun? <laughs> I tell you what. I tell you what, Ben. After you've described it, that's become my biggest fear now. Not flying. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. They're just squeezing into like it's like a puddle, and then a bloke just sits and then squeezes himself in. And then, like, he's under a cave bit, and there's like no air, so he just finds like a little air bubble. And then, Why is this yeah. even funnier than the fact that Ben's got a hood on? What's demonstrating how a condom works? <laughs> <laughs> Looking like a shit zippy. <laughs> oh, the other one, the other one. Woody's laughing at his own joke. <laughs> Sorry, but we can't hear everything you're saying at the minute. Woody's had to mute himself. <laughs> I was laughing. I was actually laughing at Ned. Look at shit, Sippy. That's twice now. That's twice in this pod that Sippy's come up. <laughs> no other pod in this world would have Sippy come up twice. <laughs> Keeping it on topic. <laughs> Sorry, Ben. What was the second one? Well, the second one, uh, I'm sure we've all done it before. We turned up the countdown, we sat down, and we looked at the bloody floodlights. Looks like you imagine changing a bulb on one of them fuckers up there. Oh, so fucking tall. Yeah, and they got and got that little gantry ladder all the way up to the top. And they're so tall, our floodlights. It's like, you imagine the wind and the cold and the light pop there. It's just, I've got to change a bulb. Is it? <laughs> so, 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 so just to clarify, Ben's second thing he'd like to do is change a light bulb. You can see why Sarah loses her rag with it, can't you, if he doesn't yeah, even change yeah. the light bulbs? Yeah, but you know, miles would be lovely, but it must be cold. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dear me. Uh, well, as usual, gents, this has been highly entertaining and completely chaotic, but we've surpassed ourselves by not only hitting two hours, but thoroughly going past it on this episode. Uh, but I'd like to thank each and every one of you for your time this evening. We will be back on Friday uh, to, to preview the whole sort of festive period, really. It's the last show before Christmas. And, uh, and yeah, we'll, we'll be finalising our festive plans and we'll announce everything on Friday. And uh, we might even have a look back at, at some of our predictions that we made 
and uh, and discuss those on Friday as well. Uh, but for myself, Ben, Rich, Woody, Nick, Craig, Waza, and Ned, thank you very much. Whether you've joined us for ten minutes or the full two hours, we really do appreciate it. Uh, we will see you again on Friday. Uh, for for full session for now, it's good night. Can't help falling in love